The Debatable Podcast is available at debatablepodcast.tumblr.com and iTunes. On Twitter, we are DebatablePod, and I am Mr. Greggles, M-I-S-T-R-G-R-E-G-G-L-E-S. I also have another podcast called All the Pieces Matter that I co-host with Fernando Madrigal. All the Pieces Matter is a retrospective podcast on HBO's The Wire. We are located on iTunes as well and wirepod.tumblr.com. On Twitter, we are wire underscore podcast and both the debatable podcast and all the pieces matter are available on actionagogo.com. So go check out those sites, give us feedback, send us questions and comments, and enjoy today's show. Introductions are uh, a funny thing, and uh, it's a special thing. I, I don't usually do it. Uh, you might have noticed if you listen to the program. Um, I don't like them. I just, it's hard to. To, uh, to, to formulate something about the person that I'm going to talk to, especially when I, I want you to get exposed to this, to this guest, whoever that guest is for that episode, um, in the way that I do. So whether that's through questions or, or regular run-of-the-mill conversation, I want you to understand why they came on the show, why I had them on the show, um, basically in the way that our conversation develops. And um, introductions can do a thing that's almost like spoilers in a way. It can spoil you with your expectation of who this person is, if you don't know them, um, what their career is, what they're known for. And, um, you know, we run the gamut on Debatable. I've had some uh, celebrity guests. I've had some people that I would consider above the line that that people on the Internet definitely know, people who uh, they definitely understand uh, their creative output or their artistic output or whatever. But then also I have friends on, you know, people that are that are just, you know, that you don't know from Adam because they are people that I know and that you're seeing them through my eyes. And I started thinking as I'm as I'm listening to a lot of podcasts, I'm a big uh, podcast listener as a, as you can imagine being that I I run my own show. I'm also a big uh, fan of the medium. And um the thing that that I realize is that, you know, as as someone is making the rounds um, on many podcasts, and sometimes those podcasts come out very uh, close together, either in the same week or the same couple weeks or whatever. I'm starting to realize that that before I didn't I didn't understand that we're seeing that guest or we're seeing that group or whoever's on that podcast through the eyes of the host, the person who who produces the show, the person who formulates the show, edits the show, whatever. Um, Comedy Bang Bang, through that point of view, you're seeing it through Ackerman's eyes, uh, through um, Mark Maron's eyes when you listen to WTF. And uh, even these smaller indie podcasts like mine, this show is so autobiographical. This show is you're seeing um, these guests, you're hearing these guests and and learning about them through my eyes, um, through the refinement of, of my interview or my conversation with them. Uh, my, um, my, my perspective on them. So if a friend of mine is on our podcast here on Debatable and then on another friend's podcast, let's say like Gobbledy Geeks or so let's get to the point or whatever, you're getting that perspective. You're getting Ken's perspective. You're getting AJ, AJ and Paul's perspective because they edit it. They, they, they um, formulate it. And their questions, their interview, their conversation is their own. So you really do get something specific 
about debatable when you listen to it, I think. Um, it, it might seem pretty obvious to, to some people, and I, you know, I'm trying to, to put a poignant spin on this, but no, I, I really do believe that this show is, is it, it's, it's something that I'm the most proud of that I've put out creatively. Um, it, it really does uh, encapsulate artistically what I'm interested in. I'm not just interested in movies or video games, uh, writing, any of these things, any of these mediums, <clears throat> but I really do have this this wide net of interest and the people that I admire for, for their obsessions, their passions, that's what the show is about. This is what I want to know. I want to to sample someone's passion and 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 hear what they have to say about that topic or or their career or their art. And um, that is what we constantly strive for in Debatable. Um, I think, personally, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, that the show has gotten better and better and better. That's obvious. I mean, if you go back and listen to any of the first 10 episodes, I'm sure that the most recent 10 episodes are even better. Um, that's not to say that those guests were bad. It's just that the the conversation has become better. My interview has become better. I think I have become a better host and a, and a better conversationalist. So those early episodes obviously are starting out. We're trying to find a formula. We're trying to find a, a pacing. And um, then these ones, I feel like <clears throat> even if they go an hour and a half or two hours, um, which uh, I used to joke was a special episode. No, it, my, my show is usually uh, 90 to, to 120 minutes. But I feel like the pacing's better. I feel like it's tighter. I, I try not to. I try to have a natural um, uh, pacing to the conversation that sometimes we'll have um dead spots will have dead air and it, it it's a realistic way of of observing and listening to a to a uh, conversation but also i do a lot to formulate to edit to make sure that the pacing of my conversation with with a person um feels entertaining that it's filled and you're not waiting for the conversation to get to its point you know even if we have asides and tangents I don't want that to be um, because of um, problems with the actual podcast whether it's dropouts on Skype or you know any t sort of technical difficulties or um, someone has a, a brain fart and we can't like really uh, get to what we're saying uh, quite quickly. That's something I'm interested in. This is an entertainment product. Um, at the end of the day, I hope that you get some sort of uh, thing out of it that you think about and that um, that is educational, maybe, but it's an entertainment product. And um, like I go back to, <clears throat> it's through this perspective of me. It's through this autobiographical thing about me. I said it recently on, a, on a, another podcast I was on, that if you listen to the show, you don't have to listen to it from the beginning. But if you have listened to a lot of this show, you'll hear callbacks. You'll hear um, uh, sequences in my life that I was particularly interested or obsessed with this one movie or this one thought that keeps coming up and whatever. And you can see basically a, an arc to my life for the two years that we've done this podcast, uh, actually three years uh, since June of 2012. 
Um, this show has become something that is, is, a, is a time capsule of how I'm thinking and what I am in a particular time period. And I'm always trying to get better at not only at being a host, but at being <clears throat> a person. This show is about my development as a person to always be learning, to always be interested in what other people are saying and what they what their what their own experiences are, their obsessions, their passions. So this show is this this time capsule of me, and I'm sure I've changed over the course of it, and I will continue to. But nonetheless, that's my big long rant for the uh, episode 100 introduction. I hope that if you've been listening to the show, you enjoy it. And if you're a recent convert, that you're um, enjoying the show and that you keep uh, listening. Um, I like to say this. uh, It's it really is important. I know that you don't uh, you, you might not believe it, but go on over to iTunes please leave us a rating and review. Tell your friends and family. If you think that this is a show that people would get something out of, share it with them. Um, Don't just keep it to yourself. Um, Get people listening to it. It's not about numbers. It really isn't. It's about just wanting to to get that that back and forth, that feedback, Um, make it part of a community. Because this show, you know, it is so much me, but it is something that I want to share with so many people. That's why I put it out. That's why I do it. And uh, I really would like people to be more exposed to it. So, you know, go to iTunes, sign in, leave us a rating and review. Tell us what you think. Tell me what you think so that I can get more of that. Now, the 100th episode was going to be something else. I'll leave that to another day because it was going to be with someone that might eventually come on the show. But when I was thinking about it, most things are a circular uh, they, they, they act in a circular way. And of course, the person that I immediately thought of when the 100th episode kind of uh, the, the, the plans kind of crumbled was Fernando. Now, Fernando and I do a podcast together about The Wire called All the Pieces Matter. You might have heard me uh, pitch it, uh, uh, promote it at the top of this podcast. Um, but uh, Fernando is one of my best friends. He's been there kind of in the trajectory of this podcast. He used to have a podcast also. And we uh, we kind of, it was like a, not just a friendly competition, but it was like something that we supported each other on. And Fernando has been there since the first episode. He's been on a smattering of these episodes and almost all of Fernando's episodes uh, on Debatable, I would say, are some of our best. I love Fernando's and my chemistry. I love our our, our brains together when we're talking about a topic. Uh, at least for me, I'm completely engaged with talking to Fernando about something. So... <clears throat> Hey, with with episode 100, that was no different. I wanted to talk about something that was important and interesting to Fernando and I. <clears throat> and as you'll hear in this 100th episode, we're covering some coming-of-age African-American movies that really mean a lot to Fernando and kind of shape um, a lot of what uh, Fernando's personality is. And I think you'll get that as you listen to this episode. There's a, there's a lot in there that's autobiographical. I think that little pieces that, that really, um, uh, are, are correlating. They're, they're very similar to what 
is so interesting about Fernando, what's so funny about Fernando and everything. So, um, yeah, it was really touching to have him on on the 100th episode kind of as a celebratory thing, considering he was there at the beginning, but also to talk about something that we both um, are big fans of uh, in an atmosphere, uh, if I can be serious for a second, in an atmosphere of... <clears throat> of some controversial things when it comes to the African-American community. You obviously know what I'm referring to. Um, if you if you know the news, if you read a paper, if you uh, are on social networks, you know how tumultuous this time period we are currently in is. And um, it is interesting to flip that on its head with this 100th episode of Debatable. We're going to be talking about something in a very positive atmosphere. Um, and we're going to kind of relate that to what the real world is going on right now. But I hope that you enjoy it. And some announcements. This week, if you're listening to this on the premiere day, we're coming out on Tuesday. Um, this Thursday, actually this week, so you're going to have two episodes. So this Thursday, we're actually going to have another special episode come out. Um, this one was Sean Hillary, and we're going to be talking about FX Network's uh, Justified, which just ended, and The Americans, which just had its season three finale. we got some interesting things to talk about with that in this, this kind of uh, renaissance heyday of great television. Um, I just had this conversation conversation with Sean yesterday as I'm recording this this intro. But yeah, this 100th episode is going to be out on Tuesday, and then this uh, special episode is going to be out on Thursday. So you're going to have a lot of content this week. I hope that you download it. And uh, that's my, you know, uh, that's my extra um, uh, gift to you. If you're a big fan of, of Debatable, if you're a big fan of uh, listening to this, uh, you'll have, you know, a nice regular <laughs> two-hour episode of Debatable, our 100th episode, plus um, an extra um, uh, nice little gift of a, of, a, of a conversation about those two great shows. <clears throat> but also, coming up right after we finish our, our 100th and 100th and first episode is I'm going to be doing a series on Debatable. I might have mentioned it a couple times uh, on some episodes, but I'm doing a series called My Favorite Films. And these uh, these are not my favorite films. Like, these are the only films that are my favorites. I have many. I have hundreds of movies that are my favorite films and uh, many movies that shaped me as a child and as a teenager. But these are five from the beginning. These are five that, that uh, five movies that I picked that through my uh, childhood and, and teenage years, uh, really, I remember watching on a loop and they had a, a, a lasting effect on me, a lasting impact. And those movies, um, we're going to be talking about five of them. And that's probably, you know, that's going to be episode 102 through what is that 106. Um, so we're going to be kind of having people on to get their perspective on that. You'll be surprised. Some of them don't like the movie as much as I do, which is fine. Um, none of these movies, I would say, some of them are really great. Some of them, I have said, uh, is a is an autobiographical thing. And it's very hard to break autobiographical nostalgia um, from a movie. When you think that it's great because it has an effect on you personally, it's hard to see it through the eyes of, you know what, that's kind of a weak movie, actually, when you think 
think about it. So we we might be uh, touching a little bit on that with every episode um, that comes up. But these are great ep- these are uh, great movies. Um, I I recorded most of those episodes at this point, and uh, I'm really excited to do that series with you. And then of course moving forward, I'm hoping to constantly be changing and ex- experimenting and exploring new media, um, new formats with debatable. So it's going to be constantly, um, I'm hoping, you know, we keep a little bit of the same, but we always kind of progress. So without further ado, this is the hundredth episode of debatable. Thank you very much for listening. And I hope you enjoy. What you need to do is be thankful for the life you got, you know what I'm saying? Stop looking at what you ain't got, start being thankful for what you do got. Let's get to him, baby girl. Hey! Advice and forewarning, and we might be full of ourselves all of a sudden, aren't we? Thanks. 
talk about my bitch like that. Poor Harper. She doesn't listen to this. Keeping so. it in. Harper? Yeah. <laughs> As you catch your dog listening to its iPod? Yeah. How could I have an iPod? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like 2005 up in here. Click wheel still. She's a traditionalist. I, I did find it funny, like, Pitchfork and, and other outlets were like, the c- click wheel is gone. I was like, I get it, but then again, it's like, you're nostalgic. Is it really? Yeah, oh, they discontinued the line, yeah. yeah. So everybody was like... Even classic. Yeah, yeah. it was like the death of the, the album or some shit. I'm yeah. like, it's the click wheel. It's the click wheel. Then again. I mean... Book at Eli's not going to make any sense now. That's true, that's true. It's like people that, you know, have boom boxes in 80s movies. These kids don't know what a boom box is. <laughs> It's like, Why would you carry that around? That's humongous and heavy. It's like having a boombox in 2006 Atlanta, too. That's true. That's true, too. <laughs> um, w- Look at that segue. Look at that segue. I teed good. it up. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Everyone, this is the 100th episode of Debatable. Ooh, kind of a big da, deal. Da, 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 Bring it off the first one. Nigga, we made it. <laughs> um, uh, so, early on... Sorry, I needed to wet the, the gullet. Um... Early on in college, one of the first experiences that I had with Fernando, non-sexually, consensual also, uh, we were on a... <laughs> Debatable. <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh! Uh, I think there were like 17 episodes of that out of the 100 that have uh, named Debatable sex. references. Uh, <laughs> Uh, early on, yeah, we had, there was a, um, a, a film shoot, uh, I forget what it was for, I forget if it was for the TV station, we were all kind of like, as a group in. It was for, Dan was DPing. Something. Uh, it was like a It was project, Corey right? Schuler's film project. It was Corey Schuler's film three. The one that was in the hall. The one that was in the building, right? Yeah. And it was like, what, one in the morning, something like that? And everybody was happy to be there. Everyone was happy. And Fernando and I kind of like, there's a couple times that I've uh, noted why, like, Fernando and I became friends. And one of those was watching Training Day and quoting that. But the other thing was that we recognized very early on that there are, quote unquote, classics in the hood. It's classic in the hood. Yeah. Um, so, it, for anyone who doesn't have the definition there, I mean, Scarface. <laughs> classic in the hood. hood. Uh, New Jack City. Classic in the hood. Uh, Shadas. Not so much. <laughs> no, Shadas is definitely hood. classic yeah. in the hood. Um, m- movies that play, well, the, kind of exploitation movies, kind of. Um, yeah, yeah. Gangster movies. Yeah. Poetic Justice is a, is a classic in the hood. Yeah. yeah, not a gangster movie, though. Not a gangster movie? No. Yeah. There's, I mean, just basically a movie with black people in them. Right. Or, like, yeah, or like Scarface. Yeah. <laughs> or Scarface. Yeah, yeah, or Scarface. Scarface is black movies category. or Scarface. Right. So, uh, we were trying to figure out what we were going to do as a topic for the 100th episode, and, um, I mean, I, I think that this is more than a cl- cl- talking about classics in the hood. I think these are classics of kind of black culture. Kind of goes sure. goes across suburb suburban blacks, uh, goes across uh, classes. So middle class blacks, rich yeah. blacks, you probably everyone has a similar. There's only nostalgia. so many. There's only so many with black people in them. So right, you, right. You get what you can take. So it's a finite, a finite yeah. amount in the in the Hollywood stratosphere. Yeah. Um, but we were trying to come up with. So so can you tell me a little bit why? We went down this road before you even announced the three movies. Why did you choose the three movies? No, no, you're not going to be able to tell me. Mm-mm-mm. Two hours of this. Yeah, I like coming of age movies. Uh, I like 
black coming of age movies that that sort of don't that aren't about sort of your typical like hood movies, drug yeah. cops and robbers type yeah. stuff. Uh, so you know, high school. All these movies take place in high school. Right. They all sort of you know deal with you know they're all very in, in the mold of American Graffiti kind of thing right. where it's just a, a slice of life of these kids' life and, right. and all very naturalistic. Uh, but those elements of crime and those elements of uh, of danger about mm-hmm. just being being a black male in your mm-hmm. in your teens are still there. They're on the periphery right. of all, right. of all yes. three of these yeah. movies. Yeah. Um, and 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 that makes it different than something like American Graffiti, where you don't have to right. deal with that, where you don't have to deal with like or the John Hughes movies, where there's never like any real fear of somebody dying, right. which makes which amps these movies up to to a certain level. There's an inter- that's interesting because one of the first movies we're going to talk about there's there's it, it's it's a periphery, but it, it yeah. towards the end of the movie it kind of permeates right. into it. Yeah, exactly. That's that's but, but what I'm talking about. It's like But it's weird, but when you talk about black cinema, people kind of especially white people get uh, uh, an immediate uh, reaction that your black cinema is either going to be your 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 soul foods, yeah. uh your your black romantic uh romance uh, dramas, yeah. comedies or also the gangster movies made yeah. popular in the 90s with Boys in the Hood and Menace to Society. Or sort of important pieces like a yeah. Spike Lee movie or oh, yeah, 12 yeah. Years a Slave Years or something like that, right. where it's like, those so are the sort of three categories. Yeah. yeah, There's only a few types, and, and really the kind of the, the fun... Or Tyler kind of, Perry. Or Tyler yeah. Perry, yeah. You can't really talk about exactly. black film in 2015 yeah. without mentioning The God himself. Yeah, you're right. Oprah's protege, or is it... Or is Amen. it Tyler's protege? Am I right, Oprah? I mean, at some point, <laughs> nah. It's like Jay Z yeah, and Kanye. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. it's always gonna be like, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Go, go yeah, back yeah. and listen to Blueprint. You had no exactly, verse on that. Exactly. When I think of yeah. Tyler Perry, Kanye is the person that I think is. The I mean, look, catalog. you could write a very good. They their rise was at the same time. <laughs> They're both hated by certain people for like in a in a uh, for the religious stuff. Not for the religious stuff, but in a very, in a very sort of virulent, like very yes, like yes. the the work they do and the things that they do yeah. are disproportionate to the amount of hate that they get. There's not there's not a lot of middle ground with either one of them. You either right, yeah, yeah. Or you're, you're either yeah. a fan or you're not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what was I? Uh, I saw something where they were talking about why do? Oh, I think it was the Christian Leitner documentary. It's a slight tangent, and they were just like, why is this so easy to hate him? And the guy was just like, yeah, it's this weird thing where it's like. You can't hate, you don't hate OJ in the same way because that's like too serious. Mm, okay. So Kanye's sort of like that where like he hasn't really done anything that's all right. that. Like he hasn't he's shot just, anybody, he hasn't no, been on trial for anything. He's, a he's just obnoxious. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's different than hating Chris Brown yeah. where it's like, it's like, True. man, like that guy beat up a girl mm-hmm. and we saw it. Like yeah. Kanye's just like, he's man. a perpetrator. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but it's interesting because like from that perspective, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You, um, they're even more kind of rare these days and they've always been there was a heyday yeah. for these kind of movies but yeah the fun coming of age stories yeah. we'll, we'll admit up front that they are male Males, perspectives yeah. Yeah, yeah I would say well are we not naming the movies at all we're gonna go right into it you yeah I would say the three movies that we're yeah the three about? movies Cooley High uh, 1975 set in 64 set in 64 uh, the other two movies are set when they were made uh, 1990 for House Party mm-hmm. In 2006 for ATL. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. All very male-centric. I would say House Party has the strongest female yeah. characters, though. Yeah, but... ATL yeah. sort of surprisingly had some, but, 
like like the twins in ATL, I was yeah, like yeah. surprised how much screen time they got, but they were also just sort of comic relief. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't as deep as Shireen and Sydney, yeah. the holy grail of like you, I think you can make an argument that Shireen and Sydney are the holy grail of black female characters in cinema. Like wow, it's sort of like you think females it, are gonna like that though. Oh, um, why not? Okay, why would why would why would that be an offensive? thing. Yeah, they don't Unless you talk about like an August Wilson character, you know yeah, what I mean? But they're kind of shallow even... though, huh? Sydney? Yeah. But they're also teenage girls. Yeah. But yeah. I think, I don't think uh, uh, Shireen oh, might be a little more shallow, but Sydney's not shallow at all. Okay. Um, what about Nunu? Nunu? Nunu's interesting. <laughs> She's a rich kid. <laughs> she always rocks that new, new shit. <laughs> okay, so. But yeah, very male, male-centric. That these All movies have that sort of... What was the impetus of wanting to talk about these three movies? Why are they the most, to you, the most uh, emblematic of this subgenre, of the kind of coming-of-age coming, coming black story? Um, I don't know. That's it? <laughs> That's it. Uh, no, I think... You came to me. I think, like, when Ferguson was happening, you was you were like, I want to do some black movie shit. And I yeah, was like, yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't really want to do that. Like, that's weird. But then I was like, well, let's do black movie shit about movies that have nothing to do with race. P- positive things. Yeah. Uh, like, I think uh, 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 comedian Chris Rock, have you heard of him? No. Uh, that? Uh, it's a black guy, don't worry Named about it. Named after a rock? Yeah. He's like The Rock's cousin. Oh, he is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he was saying pretty much like, uh, uh, white people or like sort of mainstream black movies they they don't like black movies that don't deal with race yeah, so like yeah, the 12 yeah. years of slave are using it again too the glories yeah. are using it again too social injustice right, movies exactly. that liberals can feel good about right but if it's just like black teenager movies it's right. sort of like uh, or if it's like or like cops and robbers I mean cops and robbers stuff pretty much it's pretty easy sure. good bad sure. this is genre movies too, right so genre movies are easy to get into easier. yeah but these three movies are sort of just like just like slice of life just like uh-huh. very John Hughesian very yeah. uh, American graffiti yeah uh, no, they're not really mumble Corey, but like just they that sort of like yeah. they represent the time they come from. Right, right. And even though seventy, even though Cooley High is you know eleven years earlier, it still right represents kind of. But even that, that's what I found interesting too. Uh, diving right in, like Cooley High set in sixty four, but the only thing about the civil rights movement you see is like they have a they have a picture of Malcolm of uh, Martin Luther King in the right. kitchen. Sure. So it's not like that's I I found it even more interesting that like. Any movie you see set in '64 featuring black people, it's like Selma. It's like all sure. these reenactment type, all these historical, like you said, social yeah. injustice movies. Right. Where this uh, uh, takes place in '64, but there's like no mention of that. Right. But it's it's prevalent in just like you know seeing the the part of Chicago that they live in. Right. Um, and again, these are teenagers, so they're not like this politically aware, like right. having these long monologues about right. the injustices of the day or whatever. They want to skip school, go to the zoo, yeah. hang out with yeah. their friends, have a drink, yeah. go to a party, meet get a girl, some pussy. get some pussy. That's yeah, all. Right. Um, very, very uh, uh, strong theme throughout these movies. Too. Oh yeah, all of Damn them. pussy. All of them. <laughs> Uh, some of them a little more uh, upfront with yeah. it than others. Yeah, I will uh, say uh, uh, Rashad from ATL, Ti's character is the most restrained. Yeah, but is that because Ti is not a good actor? <laughs> no, no. I think I think the character himself, like whereas uh, uh, Kid, as played by Kid, or uh, Preach, as played by Glenn Truman in uh, mm-hmm. in uh, and Cool, Thank you. Um, they're all like they're just horned off. They're just like I want to fuck whatever. Like, right. but Ti and ATL was like he just wanted Nunu. Like even the, like the girl comes up to him mm-hmm. is like, 
hey, you know, my parents are going to be out of town. He's just like, nah, your par- your mom's always out of town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought T.I. was all right. I thought, I thought, I, I thought. I think he's a very good actor. I think that. I think he was fine three, for of the. Of the three movies, I think the worst acting is in ATL. Whoa, I would say the worst acting is in Cooley High. Cooley High? Like, outside of Glenn Truman, uh, uh, Cochise, I, I, I didn't, I looked up his name, but it's. The guy that was on yeah. Cotter. Yeah, and, yeah. uh, and Garrett Morris. Like, they're all sort of, what you can tell Robert, they're all. Robert Townsend. He was good in that one scene. <laughs> he was good. But he's good because I'm like, hey, it's Robert Townsend. <laughs> it's almost like you know what Robert Townsend can do. <laughs> okay, so it's got this kind of... Um, it's got the, the, the level of uh, black acting that black exploitation movies had. Right, exactly. Yeah. And it's very... You can tell a, a lot of it was sort of a local, local uh, untrained yeah, actors yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Schultz, um, who, who we thought was Jewish. Yeah, who we thought the director, was Jewish. Turns out to be a black man. A black man. <laughs> Uh, who's actually done a, he and the writer of Cooley High have mm-hmm. a, a lot of uh, history after this going into black television black okay, comedy yeah. sitcoms and stuff like that um, but no it's interesting with this because I feel like yeah it feels like he gets friends or local actors or yeah. whatever and it feels like he, I think he got yeah I think Glenn Truman and, and the actor who played Coaches, he got like, okay, these are gonna be like, they're gonna carry the bulk of this, so I need like actual right. professional actors. Right. Which, which, watching it, I was like, uh, uh, Preach has like, he, even though he's very raw, uh-huh. and I don't think he's all that good, yeah. but like, Glenn Truman does hold the screen. Yeah. Like, like you see he him does. and you're like, man, that guy, there's something about that guy. He was, and he has, and even, even at such a young age, I think he was 28 though when he, mm-hmm. when they made it, but even at that age, you can, he has a presence, Preach mm-hmm. has a presence about him. Yeah. And he's infinitely, uh, likable. I think yeah. that's kind of what, what he, he banks on with when he went to a different world and yeah, when yeah. he was in The Wire. I yeah, think yeah. That some part of him is just infinitely likable. He's yeah. not a. Gremlins? Uh, Oh yeah, and Gremlins, right? Was he like? No, I'm saying, was he likable in Gremlins? Wasn't yeah, he like he's the, the guy? Teacher. He's you know he's the, he's the nice teacher. He was okay. he was he was strict, but he was never an asshole in any of the positions. Even when he's a, a in a position of authority, in he was Gary Morse. Yeah, that's right. That's right. No, it's interesting with him because I like even from that first scene when he's getting out of bed and he's putting on his yeah. drawers and everything, and Coach is just like, "This is why girls aren't getting with you," and he's just like immediately like, "Well, your mama wasn't saying anything about this," yeah. like. Like he's so it it really captures uh, the relationships really well between these guys, but yeah. also he's he is kind of like he's just a, he's just a nerdy kid trying to yeah. you know he's 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 a he's a poet he's a he's poetry he's you know he's uh trying trying to woo girls yeah you know and that's why he's so he's such a romantic even when his uh, notebook is found by his friend or whatever he's like yeah, yeah. that was the only time I felt like he sobered up and got really mad you know? yeah. Would you find that? Yeah. Uh, can we say that uh, the people in Cooley High not all that nice, not all that good of good people, or what do you think? Uh, who, uh, you mean of his group, or you mean the surrounding characters? Uh, no, I'm talking about uh, Preach and Coaches and, and the group. No, in general. yeah, they're not they're not good people. No, <laughs> not at all. Yo, man, you don't fuck your friend's girl. Right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Doesn't matter that he was trying to fuck somebody else. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, uh, There's a party dynamic too that I kind of want to get into because, like, it mm-hmm. starts with with uh, with Cooley High that okay. this feeling of um, like the crew, the, the crew, yeah, yeah, the crew goes there. Uh, you know, the wolf goes there to check out the prey. Ah, <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Uh, turn turn off the lights. Yeah, so yeah, of course, yeah. they're slow dancing in the dark. Yeah. You know, things might be happening. One of the things I put down for all three movies: lots of shots of hands on booties, <laughs> like just just Definitely. the party scene. Every 
time there's a party scene, you see the hands just trying to creep the down. Ins- insane, there's an insane <laughs> insert in uh, ATL of, uh, of grabbing some booty. Of uh, uh, Esquire? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, full on. Yeah. But no, it's uh, it's interesting because of all three of these movies, I think I had seen House Party for the first time mm-hmm. uh, last year. Yeah. Saw ATL around the time it came out on home yeah. video. Then we talked about it, yeah. I and think I was like, man, you guys, you, yeah. this is so good, Greg. You have to watch it. And I, and I was, hey, I'm a, I'm a, I am not an early adopter to anything. <laughs> I hate on something until it becomes a joke, and then I'll yeah. watch it and say, hey, yeah. Fernando, that was pretty good. Yeah. So, so episode 200, Layer Cake? <laughs> so, did uh, we do a Layer Cake episode? We, we did a like, an episode called uh, The Layer, layer cake, cake Treatment, treatment. Okay. where we rewatched the movies. Uh, no, but um, no, with Cool high that was a movie that i had seen a long time ago and uh i didn't actually remember much of it so it was the most the most surprisingly um joyous experience of watching it for me because it was kind of like i forgot how how uh nice it was to get this slice of life to live in this for you know an hour and a half two hours that's what I'm saying. In those movies, either you know, seventy-five, you're thinking black exploitation. Yeah. So those are joyous movies, but yeah. just very much in a in a very uh, sort of male violence, right. you know, guns, drugs, all right. that kind of stuff. Where this is just sort of like it's just pleasant. Like yeah. it's, it's you know, it's 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 situational. They go yeah. to the to the to the zoo, and yeah. the gorilla throws shit at their friend. <laughs> just so weird. <laughs> it is. Just like what? And he goes around for the next few scenes, covering it in his jacket. Yeah. And he smells of it after. Yeah, exactly. But like going to the the local. It starts very vignette like. Yeah, they go to the, the local zoo. restaurant, and yeah. they're playing craps in the bag. Yeah. And uh, getting getting chased by the guys at the end, and he gets stuck in the bathroom with yeah. that girl. And yeah. Yeah, Which it is, is such a long scene it for is, what it is. It is. Paced, Pacing-wise, very. <laughs> yeah. That girl, not that bad of an actor. No, I kind of no, liked her. Not at all. Not <laughs> and, at you all. Knew, and you knew he was going to turn around and get and try to look. You know what? You know what? <laughs> if he was in there for a couple Preach. more minutes, yeah. she would have been She would have been all right. <laughs> she would have said, you know what? You, could say you know that. what I love about Preach? You know, he's, he, he's, he's involved with these hoods. They think he's snitching. Doesn't matter. Still going to try to look yeah. at the pussy. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Um... What, what so so? How did your memory match up with with watching Coolie High again? Um, I, I I think maybe because I knew it was seventy five. I definitely didn't remember that it took place sort of before. I knew it was made in the in like in the mid seventies, but yeah. I didn't know that the actual setting was sixty four. Yeah. I remember it being a lot more uh, uh, sort of explicit with the police stuff or maybe that was just me 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 thinking about with it with them uh stealing the car right I, I remember it being more profiling more like oh, uh, right. uh, okay. uh, kids caught up in the system but it wasn't not not that just that part of the movie i knew yeah. like um yeah i didn't i didn't remember a lot of it i mean i remembered the end obviously because oh yeah coachy's dying really, yeah i okay really that, that's 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 uh and i think that's that's what i'm talking about when when i say sort of these this era this is again obviously the most of the three well actually no uh, i would say that the era of violence in atl might be uh slightly higher but sort of you have these sort of vignettes and it's, it could be like any town usa with these kids yeah 
and then they go for a joyride with these guys who have stolen this car. Like, it's obvious to everybody mm. that this car is stolen. Right. Even one of the guys is like, no, I'm not getting in that yeah, car. Yeah, right, yeah. So it, it goes from sort of this movie where it's very... Uh, and of uh, course, Preach is the best driver that you can put behind <laughs> oh the wheel. Who's never driven before? <laughs> or was he telling the truth about... Uh, he doesn't uh, even know how to turn it on. Where's the button to turn it on? And then they get in a police chase. Like, that was a little disappointing that, like, that police chase was so over the top that you're yeah. just like... This would never happen yeah but all that being said like you see how in this neighborhood like you know you can go from sort of going to the zoo and having like mm. funny shit with shit happen and then like being in this situation right. where you're the, the cops are showing up to your school right because you're wearing this stolen police car right it's a hangout movie too yeah like, a part a part of me feels like and, and we'll get to this i i think i personally think that it might be the best paced like the most no. even. I think I think the filmmaking in it is the worst out of the three. Yeah, but I don't like, think that the, that has to do with the pacing because I house house party goes on about twenty minutes too long. Really, you think ATL is about mm. one third too long? Really? Yeah. I would no. I would say this is because like you get you get like really rough transitions where like the girl goes from like hating preach to like having a conversation to the all of a sudden they're doing it. Yeah, like oh yeah, yeah, that part of it. Yeah, like, that's poorly paced. What do you uh, what, what do you think? What do you think about this? This uh, these three movies are very interesting with its colorism. Yeah, I, my man, my a man. Dark, yeah, a darker male ended up with a lot of light skin. Yeah, demons. I was uh, uh, I was watching. So I watched these in chronological order. As I'm yep. sure you did. So yeah. I re- I saw Kaliana and I forgot. I knew she, there was a girl in it, uh-huh. but I forgot like all the particulars. And when I saw, it, I was like. So her, Sydney, and Nunu, man, just like the more things change, yeah, yeah. the more they stay the same. Yeah. Where the object of beauty is, even even within the black community, it's lighter is better. Uh-huh. Or oh, it's just like and fascinating. Even, and even where there's like the little bit of elements with with kid, kind of like she he might get with AJ Charain. Johnson. Yeah, yeah, with Sharae. Yeah, Sharae. Yeah, Sharae. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, it, it's definitely. But it's still like I don't know. I think I think House Party did the best job because because uh, Cooley High is very much even though even though he's making out with sort of like uh, that one girl and she's darker skinned. As soon as the other girl shows up, it's very much classic Hollywood. So like coaches or preach, 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 preach. They're making out in the hallway oh, with right. those two girls. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's right, not right, trying right. to give it up. Right. Uh, and then, but as soon as they show, and then she ends up, what yeah. was it, uh, Brenda? Yeah, Brenda. As soon as they show Brenda, it's like the classic Hollywood, slow uh-huh. pan up, long legs, mm-hmm. classic beauty type thing. Yeah, yeah. The lightest woman the you've lightest, ever seen in your life. The lightest woman in that fucking city, yeah. man. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but, with and then you have Nunu. But in House Party, it's interesting because like, <clears> for <throat> the first two thirds, you don't know until until the walk home. You kind of don't yeah. know who the they're going to end up with. Really. Yeah. And Tisha Campbell does a very good job of like slowly making us realize that she's really into Kid. Uh-huh. Or like, Again, as with Kid, the thing that combines Kid and Preach is that they'll fuck anything. Yeah. He's like, he's going to Shireen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, he's going to maybe like a couple other girls at the party. He's yeah. just like, I want to get my dick wet. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, which I, is I, about Cooley High, I think yeah. you're right. Is they're not honorable. They're not honorable people. I think they're just kids. <laughs> yeah. And it does, it, you know, the the idea of having it set up like American Graffiti is very mm. interesting because, I mean, you have the 70s where a lot of white people are, are pining for the 50s and yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, like, yeah. you know, rock and roll and, and yeah. fast cars and going out with girls and everything. Right. But this movie, too, is kind of applying that to, to black culture in a way that's, that's, that's light at times and yeah. very fun, but... 
the characters are are this the same as their white counterparts, except yeah. their white counterparts always have to have like a moralistic fucking right, right. run through. Like yeah. even in American Graffiti, they have to be good kids. Ron yeah, yeah, Howard yeah. has to be a good kid, yeah. you know. But with this, yeah. But I think with yeah. this is also like with Cooley High. There's not this. It's not so much pining as it's. I, I I watched the movie like oh this is just sort of how it was for these kids sure. like, um, and then also uh, with them being moralistic it's also like a thing so I'm glad you said that because then you get that scene with Stan Stan uh, uh, Garrett Morris I want to keep you saying yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I call him Stan for Martin <laughs> for Martin yeah. <laughs> Uh, who makes an appearance in one oh, of these yeah. movies. Uh, you get that scene between the, his teacher and the cop where it's just like, look, these are good kids. And, yeah. and even, he's, he's telling them... He's we, and, and, and that's the thing, like, we see... Uh, we see them getting that stolen car. Yeah, yeah. But he believes, and I think he's honestly believing, even though it might have happened, that preaching coaches are worth saving. Okay. And even... And even uh, he tells uh, him in the bathroom, when he tells yeah. preach in the bathroom that, you know, it, it's getting to the point that I won't be there to save right. you, so... You know, trying to knock some sense into it, make make sure that you're you're doing the right thing because I'm not going to be there to get you out of jail next time. Right, exactly. And and but even in that scene, sort of, you see, you get this sense, especially like, uh, uh, so so bringing it back to current day, sort of, sort of with the Ferg and stuff, and like the the typical backlash of like, okay, this horrible thing happened, we're gonna look into the shooter, but then we're gonna look into the victim, and then it's like, yeah. well, he was no angel, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. That scene very much. Uh, sort of exemplifies sort of the black community aspect of, of Cooley High where it's like this cop and this teacher and the teacher's trying to get through to the to the black cop too which the black cop also you get I, watching it I get the sense that the black cop also is like I don't want to put these kids in jail yeah. also uh, uh, and he's like look those two Grand kids are good yeah yeah exactly it's like look those two kids right. let them off the hook they're good kids the right. other two don't I, but he's like don't throw away the key either that's the other thing like even if they're like fuck ups Right. We have enough. We have enough of this stuff going on where, where you know, right. uh, uh, black men are in jail. Don't throw these two like fucking. Don't make a grand theft auto. Make it right. something lighter. Right. Even even if they do have to do some jail time, right. which R.I.P. 1966 uh, <laughs> drugstore robbery. Mm-hmm. What was it? Yeah, Gas yeah. station robbery. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean like this. This movie definitely is. Um, it feels like. Um, ahead of the curve because yeah. seventy five. You can you can definitely take on civil rights. Yeah. People getting assassinated, yeah, yeah. Vietnam, yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely uh, all of the the uh, the, the 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 riots, yeah. uh, police, uh, you know, killing or or uh, with fire hoses knocking people down, yeah. splitting heads. So like, there's that element. I wanted to talk about what. How do you feel about the the police presence in this movie? Because it's one of the. Is it the only movie that has a black cop? Black cops. Uh... They're, they Maybe, have black, yeah. They have black cops. There's not really any cops in ATL, right? I don't think any... In, like, that's all pretty much... Not that I can... No, no. There's no cops at all, I think, in ATL. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but, but, but yeah, this, this one does have a black cop, yeah. But, and black cops in the jail, I noticed. In this or Black guards in, in the jail, when they're in the jail for the Grand Theft Auto. Okay, yeah, I didn't even notice, but okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, no, that, that's the interesting part to me, is that... Um, it's not completely, in a, in a way, it's not completely the man. It's yeah, not completely yeah, yeah. like there, That's true. there's a there's a bent of of there are people just working jobs. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like although they when when they are sort of going for the joke, right? They're like look out for the man, but then right. yeah, like 
that, that's a, that's why I kind of love that. That might be one of my favorite scenes in the movie, the 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 teacher cop scene, because it's very much like these two guys yeah, yeah, who are in the community who it's who are having this sort of like the one guy's just trying to do his job, mm -hmm. but he also knows what the system is. Yes, yeah, and yeah. so he's like he's willing to take listen to this guy. Mm -hmm. And again, like they go to the school, like that's where they know they that, can find them. And 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 that's kind of the element that I told myself we weren't going to mention the wire. We have our own fucking podcast <laughs> about the wire. We have to mention. Uh, there's this social thing um, that comes up in the wire. Fuck, we're we're, we're spoiling it on debatable. We're not spoiling it on. All right, you can spoil it. Uh, uh, yeah, there is an element of uh, someone in 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 uh, in a town hall meeting saying. You know, uh, why are cops coming around just cracking heads? We need yeah. someone out there on the beat who yeah. knows people's names and everything. McNulty. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I think that that's interesting that in this community you have a teacher who cares yeah. about the people that, that uh, about the kids that he teaches, right. and that you have a police officer that isn't just trying to put put people yeah. in jail. He's trying to do community service. Right. Right. It's it, he's trying to protect and serve. He's not right. trying to do trying to racially p profile. He's not trying to just uh, get uh, get his quota met. Yeah. yeah. But I will say, like a lot of that stuff is undercut by the silliness of that, like yeah. of the logistics of that, like yeah, yeah. of that chasing where one coach is driving who apparently never drove before. Right. But then once you get into the scene, he's like fucking. Uh, uh, Richard Petty or some shit. Sure. Through the they street. go fast as shit in that warehouse. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, was that sped up? Yeah, it was it sped was up. It was sped up. Yeah. Fast. It was like, I don't even see this in, in action movies. Too fast, too coolie hot. <laughs> Let me tell you, uh, okay. So, Cochise um, doesn't have a good end. No. I, Which is the, the... I think that that might be the hokiest... His de his death yeah. has a re has a result that's that's deserved. Yeah, but yeah. the way he the way, dies is yeah. the hokiest I've seen. Like uh, it's like in the movie Run, starring Patrick Dempsey. <laughs> you ever see the movie Run with Patrick Dempsey? I did, Dempsey? but I don't know. Uh, it's the the inciting incident is him like he accidentally like yeah like the guy trips and the guy hits his head uh, on, on something and then that's how he dies and they think so. Coaches gets hit and he knocks his head into kind of a like rail. a rail yeah like a steel thing yeah yeah. So I, yeah, it, to me it was more the execution, but yeah, they, no, I think that's what it is. Yeah, that's yeah, the execution so, of the scene is. It's like pretty he bad. brushes his head yeah. up against the rail, and then he's like, "Man, I got a headache." No. Look, man, they had it figured out that all you needed was a gunshot and then cut to black like an ATL. Yeah. That's yeah. that's thirty years later. They had it figured out that that uh, the, the magic of cutting to black. Yeah. <laughs> I think we got a title. Cutting uh, to black. <laughs> no, but I do like that. Okay, so but yeah, it was poorly executed, but. It's, it's, the effect it's, was there. It's weird that the hijinks. Okay, do you think that it's it's um it feels even that the hijinks gives way to this permeating like these are thuggish dudes that yeah, that yeah, yeah. were gonna beat up coaches and yeah. they were looking yeah and that were chasing preach into the bathroom and everything yeah these these dudes mean business these dudes yeah. but they're even, also their friends like the movie even in the epitaph don't they end up dead yeah that's that's what I said they end up. Like, Sticking a gas station up. Right, right, right. So, um, right. Yeah, that's... No, that feels, again, I think what this movie does, I think what ATL does, too, is it goes from... in, in The thing that makes sort of the, these sort of stories vital is that 
there is always that element when you live in those neighborhoods or when you're just black in America that like okay. if it's not the cops it's gonna be you doing something stupid at that age where right. where you end up in this car with these guys that you know from around the way you know Cochise's uh, uh, uncle or whoever who he lives with Jimmy Lee mm-hmm. is either a pimp or some sort of hustler right, right, right. that like you know hustles that white guy out of the no, money no it was hilarious <laughs> it was hilarious yeah Which let is me a great, hold on to yeah. your money no, she's a thief she's, yeah, a, thief. she's a thief yeah. let me hold on to your money so yeah, so like that these the the reason why uh, it works is because these elements are there from the beginning. Yeah. Like once they show up in that car, once you see sort of uh, a Cochise's family, once you see just the neighborhood that they live in, and and you know the the scene pour a little bit off of the head dead homies. Like who? Mm-hmm. Like what sixteen year old white kid or what sixteen year old suburban kid oh, really thinks yeah, that yeah, way? That's true. Especially like in sixty four, they don't they're not thinking. Oh my friend. Well, apparently gonna, his my friend, friend could die. Apparently his friend doesn't want to pour yeah. out anything. Nah. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, and again in a in a scene that will be echoed twenty five years uh, no fifteen years later in another uh, early nineties classic Boys in the Hood. Kochi's the one who's got the sports scholarship. He's the right. one like sort of the tall, good looking guy, right. you know, just all the like the like. all American, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's the one that 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 right. bites the bullet. I think that what's just weird, and it could be just you know of the of the of the time. It's just yeah. of the time, but like it, it's just weird that that tone of the movie uh doesn't it doesn't really get halted it just gets sidetracked because even when preach is talking to his grave at the end it feels very hopeful it it ends on him running down the street you know it's not like the effect of cochise's death is a cloud on the movie it's a it's a it's a moment it is a cloud no i think it's a cloud but it's also just like uh uh in the way the movie is structured, it's also it might be the impetus for him to be like, all right, I gotta get out of here, which is just what he does. You know, so Hollywood yeah. becomes a screenwriter. Um, but again, that's 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 the thing that you know this movie in, in, in ATL and to a lesser extent, uh, House Party does is just that that's that's real. That's those things can't happen to mm-hmm. you when you, when you live in on the south side of Chicago in 1964. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I also found it interesting that he was going to Grambling. I just I just like that little touch that it was it was nice. a historically black college. Oh, because okay. like again in '64, who's really admitting the, sure. that many black students? Even you know, I was I was listening to someone. Oh, I was listening to Larry Wilmore on a podcast, and okay. he was talking about how his mother was in college. I think it was Larry Wilmore. Mm-hmm. His mother was in college, and she wanted to major in African American literature. Okay. But at the time that yeah. she went to school, there was like too, yeah. there was no African American yeah. literature. Like she had to make up yeah. her like she pretty much made up the curriculum or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Um no, it's interesting too. I, I feel like that's that that cloud because okay, obviously we gotta be honest that that this movie ends in a in a very stand by me kind of way. Yeah. We find out where these fictional characters end up. So my favorite part of the the epithets is that Damon sort of we see Damon he's sort of the other he's he's somewhere between preaching coaches and yeah. the really hard gangsters he's somewhere in there in the middle where he's probably like the school bully or something right and the guy who gives death coaches his death blow uh-huh. ends up in the army yeah like he never gets arrested for coaches death they never find mm-hmm. out who did it probably and then he goes on to have this like just regular ass life mm-hmm. with this thing that he did when he was like 18 of killing a guy yeah which is like so fucking like that's it's such a fucking head trip to end a movie that way that like you would expect like so like you expect uh with uh shit i forgot their names with with the two hard guys Mm -hmm, uh, they die like in the epithet 
But his epithet is just like, and then he went on and had a wife and kids and right. joined the army and right. probably got like a medal of honor. But like, we know him as this guy who killed this kid. You it's know like what I mean? More, it's like moralizing too, because yeah. I'm like wondering. Uh, it it just feels like Coach Cheese's death is oh. is an accident in a weird weird way. He didn't mean to kill him. He just meant to to, to knock him about. A little it bit. is an accident, yes, but he still did it. Yeah. And 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 throughout the movie, he's painted as sort of this. He's he's pretty much for for as much as this movie has a villain, he is the mm-hmm. villain. It's not yeah. so much because, uh, uh, it's not so much the. Uh, the 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 carjackers because they're friends like they get yeah. in that car willingly knowingly like these are guys around the hood right. coaches and preach probably know what they're up to but they're just like fuck it it's it's these guys right but for him and it, and it, for him to end up with that epithet it's also I think a comment on you know this is seventy five post Vietnam what people thought of the military too. It's like the one character in the movie that was supposed to hate. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course he ends up doing well in the military mm, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's a lot of that perspective there. But, um, I mean, good times. Uh, what's happening? What's happening especially? I think yeah. uh, what's happening was originally pitched as being Cooley High TV show. Oh, really? And okay. then it, it got, it got like, like mutated yeah. into... Pilot season, yeah. But it's uh it's interesting that that I I, I was saying this to you uh, yesterday or the yeah. day before that there's there's an element of of this movie especially that gives way to its own kind of cultural representation mm-hmm. and it happens it happens at least one more time that we're going to talk about but it gives way to television representation right um it's a it's a fun movie it's a light movie for the most part and hey that's a perfect tone to do a sitcom too. right I mean, especially exactly. with positive black families and stuff like yeah. that yeah you could sound uh sound down some of the rough edges right. those, those i mean good times is a lot of that is there, you know, yeah, outside yeah. of Chicago. Yeah. They, you get the stray episode where, like, J.J. or Michael is, mm-hmm. is involved with some shady characters. Right. But, like, yeah, what's happening or, like, the 80s sitcoms mm-hmm. sort of sand those down very much. Right. Um, Cry two tears in a bucket. Fuck, fuck it. it. Let's take it to the stage. <laughs> uh, did I have any more? Before we get to House Party, did I have any more thoughts? Just, nah, I think that was it. Yeah, just just the good, air of danger. Good movie. Do you want to try yeah. to give a rating uh, out of five? <laughs> uh, five. Uh, I give it five uh, debatables. Yeah, no. Five Debbies. I, I give it uh, three preach poems out of five. <laughs> trying to think of something for the movie. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, house party. So when okay. we, so when a couple years back, when, no, go ahead. No. no, a couple years back when we were. Uh, the, what was it? The the BFI, the British Film Institute, the. Top ten, top hundred movies of all time, or whatever. What was it? Where they, where they went around to filmmakers and critics and had to make make a top ten. He's thinking about the sight, sight and sound. sound. Yeah, the sight and sound poll. Sight and sound. So we, did you do one? You were just like, fuck it, I'll do one. Yeah, I remember I did around one. that time. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. we were both like heavy in the podcast, and we were just like, oh fuck it, we'll oh, do yeah, one. Oh yeah, 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 right, right, right. House party was on mine. Right. I think it was ten or nine. Yeah, I really like this movie. House party. Okay, when did you see house party? Uh, not 90, because I was five, but it was one of those movies that eventually, you know, being a black youth... You saw it on TV and shit? Um, yeah, TV or VHS or something. Okay. Sometime in the early 90s, late 90s. House Party always was a movie that people threw around, Mm -hmm. and it also has a franchise around it. Yeah. Now a fifth movie, I think, that they have nothing to do with, but they did show up in it. Kid and Play did have, Uh, like, a cameo in it. Yeah, yeah, of course. But um, 
always like this overarching franchise thing yeah. that was always that I never jumped into. But the movie, there. Fuck you. But no. the movie, much that like got we're not replayed, gonna talk about the wire. We're not gonna talk about this movie. The movie that got played and played and played again is, on HBO was Class F. Is that a pun? Because yeah, it got, play. yeah. Class. We've had this discussion so many times. Look, it's it's a very much a. Do you like Nebraska or do you like Born in the USA? <laughs> Born in the USA is like light and fun. <laughs> and like his like poppy is right. Born in the USA? <laughs> the one with arguably some of his most political Look, it's he's Bruce Springsteen, so he's never gonna be like fucking the poppiest of pop, but it's still his like let me ask million you so- selling let me album ask you something. Michael Jackson or Bruce Springsteen? Bruce! <laughs> Bruce! Why don't we do that movie? No, no one did do that movie. Um no, okay, so Class Act has this... Pro- okay, the Class, Class Act is funny. I Class think Act House is Party is a good that, movie. Class, Class Act is that movie that came up in the discussion of Classic in the fucking hood. And when we yeah, did, and when it we, is. We were quoting it, yeah. and one of our friends, Bart, he got in yeah, on it, yeah, yeah. and he surprisingly knows that fucking movie backwards <laughs> yeah. and forwards. But it's a... Class Act is a is a fine... It's a... To me, Class Act, it's funny, and it's... But it's a disposable sort of... Uh, uh, the dare you say. The dare you say. Fucking wax museum chase with the muscle heads. You don't even know who that wax museum <laughs> figure is. Is it Chuck Mullery? I don't know. To this day, I'm like, who is that guy? House Party is a good movie. Like, it's a House, good, well-told yeah. story. Yeah. It's, it's... I, In many ways, I think House Party is that climax of, of Kid and Play in, in, in as, as far as their cin- cinematic... Yeah, it's yeah, it's the peak. Yeah, 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 of course. All yeah. the other ones are kind of uh, shades. Yeah, and not just the house party movies, but yeah. yeah, all of them are. Class Act is trying to apply a very vice versa story to oh a, yeah, 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 like yeah. a house party type movie. Right, you know? exactly. You have the muscle head thugs. Yeah. you have the girls that he want they want to get with. Yeah. you have a kid playing, kind of playing a a, a, a goofy, yeah. silly kid, like kid uh, he, playing against yeah. types and stuff. Yeah, like kid. And no, like it's funny because class act is there. Is 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 house party amplified? Like if yeah, if play right. didn't have good parents and like got into yeah, drug yeah. dealing yeah. and yeah. if. If uh, kid was even more goofier and nerdier than he actually is yeah, in the yeah. house party, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and again, that's what I like about uh, uh, it's clowny, it's clownish. Uh, class act, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. It is fine. Look, V five to play might be the best stretch in any in the kid and play oeuvre. I still love it. Kid and play oeuvre. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing that. I like it. Uh, but no one is fly on a plane in in house mean, party. I mean, did you see what Shireen had on? <laughs> She'd be fly anywhere. You know what I mean? Play. Okay. Um, so, but yeah, but House Party is just, it's its a better movie. It's just it is. top to bottom. It Pacing, is. editing, filmmaking, just filmmaking in general. still feel it's a little too long. Really? It is a little too long. <sighs> I know. I don't see it. I don't see it. Okay. So uh, this is a movie that very much takes... Th- yeah the quote-unquote house party that yeah. we saw in Gooey High yeah. to the next level. I mean, this movie, you know... For it's all, all house of its, party, yeah. it, it really does steal a lot. It steals liberally from Can't Hardly Wait. I think we can both agree on that. 
I, you know what the sad part is? I was waiting. You know how like you don't really wait. You don't really listen to the other person. You just wait for your sure, turn to talk. Your turn to talk. What I was gonna say was I remember like watching a maybe HBO first look on Can't Hardly Wait. And them saying, like, yeah, we would always watch these John Hughes movies, and the best part of the movie was the party. So we just said, why don't we make the whole movie yeah, the party? Exactly. Which yeah, exactly. That's what that. House Party is. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. It's like somebody watching Cooley High and saying, why don't we make, you know that scene where they knock over the, the China, <laughs> the armoire? Mm-hmm. By the way, I love that little runner where that guy could just walk over that girl and be like, hey, baby, come on, come on. Yeah, yeah. Just let it happen. Yeah. And they're like, all this yeah, yeah. shit is happening behind yeah. them. Well, here's the thing, you know, it's, it's interesting that we haven't mentioned it yet, but I think we got it across with it being a fun movie, a light movie. The, the motivations aren't complex. The story isn't... In either one, in Cooley High or both. In any of them, really, yeah, 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 exactly. Their life is just a series of the, vignettes. Yeah. And in House Party especially, House yeah. Party is just about getting... the. It's the preparation to the house party. Yeah. It's the house party, yeah. uh, the interactions in and outside of the house, yeah. and then the aftermath. Yeah. So, okay, so you, I think that the most probably the most emblematic thing that you kind of latch on to that isn't just the house party is mm. probably the father son stuff yeah of course Robin yeah. Harris. yeah that's the most touching stuff yeah it's funny because i'd never noticed this line before or i think i noticed it but i didn't give it much credence until i watched it for an academic purpose <laughs> but the line where robert harris goes i never should have married that white woman yeah <laughs> When he's walking, with yeah. now I'm like, wait, kid is biracial? Yeah, yeah, that makes that's, sense. Yeah, that's, yeah, but that throws a whole different light—not a whole different light on the movie, right? But it gives it this little extra, like, wait a minute, so kids are biracial, huh? Yeah. And like, yeah, you just start to think, like, first of all, come on, Robin Harris, really? Mm-hmm. You gotta stay with the system. <laughs> <laughs> but just sort of, I don't know, I didn't, I didn't articulate. I'm not articulating this well. I'm not going to. But I just thought of that, and it was just like that is super interesting. That in 90, you don't see his mother, obviously, because right. she's passed. Um, and, and they do have this very... Again, that scene, uh, 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 again, one of the best scenes in the movie, after Robin Harris finds out about the shenanigans at school, and he's saying, like, I don't want, I don't want you to make the same mistake I did. And then, like, kid, like, takes that as what it says, and he's just like, oh, fuck. Like, mm-hmm. that's not... Like, and you... And as... as as a kid who was a mistake, and like you do get to this point where you're like, wait a minute, like you start doing the math. I was like, wait, Mom, why didn't you graduate college? Mm-hmm. Right, you were t- what? Right. Oh man, but like, right. type of parents say that, and like, uh-huh. and 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 you know, kid at this point knows it. He knows like what the situation was mm-hmm. with with him and and his mother, and it's just such a little heartbreaking. But it's such a real moment too. And like Robin Harris, like. Surprisingly good actor in this. He's like, surprising, hilarious. No, he's fantastic. He is Man, fucking fantastic. Yeah. I love. I love the fact that there's that element of him being a, a strict dad. Yeah. But even with the shit that he says, it's always loving. Yeah. Like he never seems like he's abusive. Right. He's always just uh, kind of. Uh, Breaking balls, you know. It's it, uh, what? Do, what do they say about the the breakfast? It smells like shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, well, maybe maybe it'd be I mean, it'd be more appetizing if you didn't call it shit. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and uh, I so so being the tough dad and everything. I remember a couple months back, uh, uh, Killer Mike of Run the Jewels, uh, rapper. He was like, they were talking about sort of corporal punishment. He was just like, look, like I get it why you shouldn't hit your kids, but like. There, there are certain neighborhoods where, like, you're you're beating that kid so he doesn't die yeah, at some point. Yeah. And that's what Pop is doing. He's trying to keep him on the straight and narrow because, again, 
if it's not those hoods at school want to fucking burn down a house. <laughs> Which again, much like much like the uh, car chase scene in Cooley High, sort of takes it from like the realm of realism to like escalating really? quickly. Yeah, yeah. Or the fucking cops who uh, uh, like something is gonna get you, so he's trying to keep his mm-hmm. little light skin ass on the straightest and straight and narrow, mm-hmm. which is yeah. So Robin Harrison is is great. Those 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 um those really simple motivations. Kid just wants to rap. Yeah, he just wants pussy. But yeah, you just wanna, it, like you like wanna... Inception, you have to break the idea down to its simplest form. Yeah, exactly. When you open up that vault. What's he gonna take out of that? Mm-hmm. A puss. Uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. When we end up the kid, it... yeah, fourth <laughs> yeah, the, the thing is going down. Joseph Gordon Levitt is like doing shit, yeah. floating. Yeah. They're in the James Bond. Tom Hardy is, yeah. is uh, yeah. at the snow level. Fucking Scarecrow is going up to his dad's bedside, <laughs> and there's a safe, and he opens it, and what does he take out? A puss. <laughs> That's a visual, goes up that's to a visual the, for the ages. He actually goes up to the safe and goes, I smell, <laughs> I smell, I smell pussy. <laughs> I just hocked a loogie into my pants. Um, yeah, no, so, 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 yeah, simple motivation. Yeah, simple motivation bring, 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 this, girls. bring this house party together. Yeah. Can I say, okay, uh, fucking Martin Lawrence in this movie might be the most OCD, but I see so much of me in him. Oh, really? I do. Is so, it the dragon breath? Yeah, it's the dragon breath. No, no, no. So, uh, so of course, play is playing with the ladies. Yeah. yeah he's a very popular man. Yeah. Uh, he's got a very small car. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Martin Lawrence wants to get his, his turntables, yeah. all of his records to the place, his speakers and everything. Yeah. How are we going to fit in this car yeah. when Play's got a chick in there? He, I believe he called her a bitch. Yeah. Um, bitch? Who you call a bitch? Your mom was a bitch. <laughs> if I'm a bitch, your mom was a bitch. No, just when <laughs> just when he's kicking the crater records. Oh my god. He's, he's, he's like, what are you doing? He's yeah. putting, putting this Speaker in it, it's scratching yeah. like on the little latch of the yeah. of the. And the whole time, I'm just yeah. wondering, like, why are you this guy's friend, Belial? Exactly. Like, like, don't don't take this shit. Exactly. Um, yeah, Martin Lawrence again. Like rewatching it, I was just like, man, th- no wonder that guy's a movie star because like you just watch him, you're just like, yeah, as good as Kid and Play are because mm-hmm. they're great. In yeah, this they're movie. great. They are. Great. Martin might be better. Yeah. Just with these little with his little scene stilly stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. The stuff that he's. Uh, Constantly, kind of like the, his his bits of business of trying to get with a girl or yeah. uh, get on uh, what's his name um, for a chill, no, chill, yeah, knocking not, into the no chill. I'm knocking the table like anytime I go to a party and I'm about to do table. I in my mind, I'm like I turn around. I'm like you can't be chill. You cannot be chill. But then again, in 2015, uh-huh. it's all computer, so there's no scratching. Right. <laughs> we did say that it was um, a movie that has uh, a male perspective, but yeah. yeah there are there are like segments of showing Shireen yeah. at her house and yeah. and uh, Teacher Campbell's character is Sydney Sydney going yeah. to pick pick her up and which everything. later on she would be harassed by Ghostface the killer from Scream now mm-hmm. like <laughs> um, yeah one of these things like in sort of the progression of these movies as you see is like you go from Coolie High which is all sort of South Shot of Chicago yeah to this movie where. Very you get you get gradations of class. Yeah. So you have you have you know pops who's mm-hmm. working overnight. You know probably some manual mm-hmm. labor. 
you see you see Play's house. Play has a car. His yes. parents are able to go out of town for a while, which probably means they have a, a better job. You see Sydney's house, uh, which is revealed to be like that sort of black black tie affair. Her parents are there. Probably. We get sort of uh, uh, these upwardly mobile scenes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you see you see like the difference between Shireen and Sydney. Shireen lives in the projects. projects yeah. One of the best, one of the one of my favorite scenes in any movie is play explaining to kid why he should date Sydney, and it has nothing to do with personality. It all has to do with like you could fuck Sydney, like you have. We're, we're gonna fuck her at your house, not with your dad. <laughs> if you fuck Shireen, if you try to get with Shireen, you're not gonna fuck her because of your dad and her place. Eight people are in there at all times, as we saw. Right. But Sydney, she's got the rec room. You take her down there, bam. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was just like. Yeah. That is just so logical. Logistically, it makes good and, and, sense. And again, play. I didn't realize till then. Play is trying to make it so both of them get some. Cause yeah. Like, because he could fuck both of them. Yeah. At his house, because his parents are yeah. sometimes not there, and yeah. leave play out and leave uh, uh, kid out in the cold. Mm-hmm. But he's like, you know what? If we play this right, we could both get right. some. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. He just never came off like. Uh, 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 he's got his own crew, and I think that he lo- he's the kind of dude like play feels like the kind of dude that's gonna get into um, event management. Or yeah, something, yeah. You know? Like he's a promoter. He, lo- he loves yeah. promoting. He loves doing yeah. the house party. He's he's the Brandon Brody of us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shout out to my boy Brandon Brody. Watch the experiment. <laughs> BT weekdays at five. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. 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 Um, can I say that I. When I saw this, but movie, yeah, the female, yeah, yeah, we didn't, we didn't. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, the female thing is is very interesting because yeah, you have out of all Sh- three movies, the best written female characters out of best yeah. played, best written. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shireen is is interesting because she obviously has her own motivations, yeah. and she's also like I do like seeing that you know the the projects living is not. The way it's yeah. depicted, especially it's in other downtime. LA movies, yeah. you know, other LA movies just a year or two later yeah, yeah. were, you know, very focused on cages and bars on the yeah. on the windows, drive-by shootings. Yeah. When you think about compare and contrast between Robin Harris and like Lawrence Fishburne right, right. as fathers, I yeah. mean, they're both good fathers, but yeah. one is way more serious than the other. Yeah, exactly. So the- uh, you also get that. I think it's a beautiful shot of Sydney walking into the projects, right. and it's very like uh, uh, I remember having a like a not an Asian cinema class, but we studied Asian cinema where it was like a lot of their entering and coming out of frame is through the bottom of the frame. Yeah. So you see Sydney walking, and it's almost like. It's almost like John Wayne walking into Monument Valley or something. Wow. I like I really like that shot. You get the two buildings in the background, she's uh-huh. very small in the foreground and walking into this place uh-huh. where and it's not like an ominous thing. It's just like yeah. a it's just like a it's not beautiful the pit. post shot. It's not the pit. Yeah, it's not the pit, exactly. Yeah. It's just like I mean, it might be, but they don't depict it that way. But it's yeah. still there, like you know, when you hear projects, you know what's going on. Make the Kool-Aid. You see, Which you kind see... of Kool-Aid do you want? Red, of course. Red, like, of course. You fucking do that grave shit. You wanna dig Gregory? Did you do you know what a dig Gregory is? Okay, that's that was your what question? I wanted to bring up. So apparently fix, fix, fix me some of that dick Gregory. Apparently, in the late eighties, uh noted comedian turned mm-hmm. activist, Dick Gregory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Had he he's he's a health nut. Had food supplements. Yeah, <laughs> which I was a like, sh- it's shake. like Paul Newman before Paul Newman. Yep, and everybody was like, some of that Dick he, Gregory. He had a shake, and apparently, like, I, I did not know that it was not just from Wikipedia that I got this. Yeah. I remember. Oh really? It, I remember the package. And I didn't, and it like it's something that's so like vague in my memory. I yeah, would yeah. go over to my friend's house on my block, and his father, kind of a bigger dude, he has, big Gregory. Gregory. <laughs> he has some big Gregory. He has some big Gregory. 
these little like wild. these little this little box with these little packets in it. Yeah. yeah. Here's my question: Did the Dick Gregory have Dick Gregory's face on it? I don't remember. I, yeah, that. and I can't. I would love I would, that. Just like. Because I imagined, uh, smiling on uh, even in 1990, they were like, we're not going to put a black man's face on Oh, this. yeah. <laughs> That's not going to sell well. It's not, we can't do the Paul Newman shit. Right. Yeah. Right. Paul Newman, his right. face is like, hey, it's exactly. interesting. Exactly. <laughs> then Gregory's like, yeah, we'll just put it on my name. You can get, you can get, you can get his, uh, who, what is it, Uncle, you can get Uncle Ben on the right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Don't, don't put Dick Gregory. Don't on put him. Dick Gregory on the thing. No, that's um, that's good. No, but, but yeah, Shireen, yeah, Shireen's yeah. motivations are very clear. Even yes. like she's she's playing the field. She's yes, like she's just exactly. she's just like play. She's out yeah. here, you know, and trying, and, trying to and get Cindy's what she the can. Preaching poetry of uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what? Of the girls. We've been looking at house party all the we wrong have. way. It's not really about kid and play. It's about yeah. Shireen and Sydney. Yeah, it is. yeah, um, yeah. Where, where Shireen is just like. Uh, uh, she's not as you know. She's not as a horn dog as as kid yeah. or something. But she's very much like I have the power. I'm playing the field. I'm only gonna be young once. Uh-huh. Let me. Even if they're friends, fuck it. They do it to me probably. Right. Like something that we saw in Cooley High. Yeah. yeah. And she was just like, you know what? But then she does realize, and, and I, what I liked is one Sydney uh, sort of kid and Sydney sort of become acquainted. Shireen is just like, all right, you, what, you yeah. go, girl. You you yeah. get it. Like yeah, she's yeah. a little salty, but it's not like a bitch. You gonna take my man kind of she, thing. She just seemed a little greedy early on. Though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You she's know? definitely greedy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the one time that they have kind of a serious uh, moment exchange between the two of them is when Shireen is kind of saying, "He's cute," but you know, also he's cute. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah exactly. And and Sydney's just like, she's, she's which one? Which one do I get? Yeah, Sydney. No, no, Sydney's very much like, I want kid. Like, oh, okay, you, yeah, like yeah. by that point, you like you can tell every time like when kid tries to holler at her, you see it on her face. Uh, when kid is like, or, or when Shireen's like trying to play the both of them during the rap battle, like yeah. when when kid is losing, she's kind of sad. Where Shireen is just like happy with the thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like I like Tisha Campbell's such a good actress. She is so good. She is. It's kind of unfortunate, like in the retrospect, that okay, I love Martin and I yeah. love Tisha Campbell and Martin Lawrence's armor. Yeah. It just it's just sketchy how it ended up because I remember yeah, that when there, there was like a sexual harassment or, yeah. thing and. It's just kind of that, that the the, the scene where Bilal is talking to Sydney is like, man, like a couple mm-hmm. years. This is a couple yeah, years down this the road. Is what's yeah. Happening, yeah, this is like the precursor yeah, of, of, of what Martin would be. Yeah, yeah, with uh, with Tisha Campbell's lips. Mm. Damn. Okay. You like the light skin one, don't you? Again, this is why. Hey man, I'm light skin. I don't have to. I don't have to use a light skin woman to move up. Yeah. Um, uh, so again, like I, uh, I touched on it before, but sort of like. The gradation of, of class in this movie is really interesting because you is, get yeah. you get sort of like from 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 top to bottom you sort of get Sydney and her parents uh-huh. living in this nice big house. You get play a little probably a little lower yeah. than Sydney, but still very nice house. Yeah. Uh, you get uh, sh- uh, you get kid single parent home. Uh-huh. A little bit more shambly because it's a yeah. dude. I mean, yeah, it's two dudes. It's, yeah, yeah. it's a dude house, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Uh, and then you get Shireen in the projects. Yeah. Um, and the cops fuck with all of them. Yeah, that's they, the element. Yeah. That's the element. That's there definitely what, there. That's yeah. the element. That, and it's also got uh, a very, I would say, very clownish, thuggish, uh, muscle head dudes. Yeah, yeah. Which, they're, they're... Uh, those two things. Those two things. Kind of like the outside nemesis is the mm. outside like like uh, threat. Is these muscly dudes and coming into contact with the cops? Yeah, but, but even even the muscly dudes again, they're very much the guys that were they're very much the villains of the piece. Yeah, but then 
once they get into that cop car and the cops are like, hey, man, we don't have to call this in. Yeah, yeah. You see who the real brothers of the right, police are. Yeah, where it's yeah, like, right. again, coming back to Cooley High where the, where the teacher's like, yeah, those two kids are good. Leave them alone. And those other kids, they're knuckleheads, but keep it down. Yeah. You see in this scene, it's like, man, like, yeah, they're assholes, but they don't deserve to be taken to the True. docks. And, to the and, docks and, and not be radiated. Yeah, and yeah. when no one can hear and scream, it's just like, man. And again, like... These movies. This is two. This is two or three years before the rock. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like that shit's permeating. You got yeah. the NWA out there. Like yeah. the shit's bubbling up, and white people ain't paying attention. Yeah, and that's yeah. how you get a free big screen TV. <laughs> no, and like, uh, uh, um, so you have that, and again, like just that air of danger where, even even like, it becomes cart. The thugs become cartoonish, and the cops are cartoonish in in a sense too. But, like, so to compare and contrast, when they're, like, uh, about to burn down the house, you see that and you go, man, I, it takes you out of the movie because it's so over the top. Oh, yeah, right. But when the cops are, like, don't radio this in, that shit is legit oh, yeah, scary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To the point where you're just, like, man, like, it, it, the, the air, the, that's the air of danger in House Party more than the thugs is the police. It's a, weird, it's a weird contrast because then you also see it with Robin Harris coming into contact with the cops. Yeah, yeah. Which is hilarious. <laughs> but, but, but it's still there, though. Like, but, but a black man talking the way that he did yeah, to white cops is like that is, little, yeah. that is the stick. Yeah, that is the little wish fulfillment. Yeah. But even then, even I watched that scene and I'm still like, man, yeah, it's great, but it doesn't. He he doesn't get off the hook until he's like goes uh, talks about badge numbers and like right. if there's anything the police don't like, it's a scandal. So up until that point, it was like I could read your badge number and they're like, all right, okay, well we'll back off of this guy because he's right. a little smarter. Not like the two luckheads who would never do that. Right. You know, again. Pops, taxpaying citizen. He knows his rights. He's walking down the street all by like he's not doing anything, right. and he fits the description. Of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely, man. Yeah, like the the the, and then <laughs> I love it. again, <laughs> the real villains of the piece of the cops when they when they reply to the disturbance at the at the old folks uh, uh, party yeah, at, the, yeah. at the at the black uh, at the black tie gala. Yeah, yeah. Those those people again who probably grew up in Cooley High times are like we know right. what the cops are. Right, right. We're not gonna press charges because right. we don't want to see these kids in the system <laughs> making, either. Making the muscle dude say, "I am, I am somebody," and again, somebody, yeah. yeah the party like, goes, the, the, fuck yeah, out of here. the party goes, are just like, yeah. like the more things change, yeah. the more they say the same. Yeah, there's that element. That, and by the way, that's what takes House Party from, yeah, from yeah. being on class tax level mm. is that there's this running. Commentary in it. Yes. That's not too heavy-handed, but yeah, it's there yeah. if you want it. Yeah, yeah. The the big the big overarching thing is that this movie's fronted by two hip hop stars. Yeah, and uh, of course this is a perfect like in this moment of yeah. of hip hop where. It's before gangster rap. It's still kind yeah. of in that. But gangster rap is bubbling because you got the NWA. Yeah. I think it was '88 and stuff, and it's right. there. But there's still a love. Right. It's not. It didn't become the the dominant. Right. This sort is of part, this of is more party music. Yeah. I feel like, and uh, of course, you know, you have sampling. George Clinton is in this yeah, fucking yeah. movie in a exactly, cameo. Yeah. Music very important to all the all very, these movies. Yeah, very, very. Uh, and and I was thinking I didn't do any research on this, so fuck it. Uh, tweet me if Opin- I'm wrong. Opinions are yeah. two or more, that motherfucker. <laughs> no, but like this is so you think of like the '80s rap movies, mm-hmm. uh, um, Crush Groove, Beach yeah. Street, Wild Style. Um, they're very much which Schultz did. I think he did. I think uh, he did do. He did Breaking. 
Oh, he did Breaking? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Breaking, yeah. They're very much like have to deal with hip hop culture in a very direct way. Mm -hmm. And I think House Party is like one of the last of those movies where like the main character wants to rap or the main character yeah. is like into graffiti or DJing or everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, by the time you get to Boys in the Hood, you get to Juice, you have hip hop stars in them, but they're not rappers. They're playing a character. Yeah, yeah. And they're still like, they're very much hip hop sort of movies because yeah, yeah. they have these yeah, Ice Cube, yeah. you have Tupac doing movies, uh -huh. the John Singles and stuff. Uh -huh. Um... Yeah. Yeah. Spike Lee really doesn't. I mean, there's. I mean, yeah, fight the power, but he doesn't really. I don't. I don't. I don't categorize it like that. Mm. But yeah. Anyway, you have this. I think House Party is the last one. Well, obviously the sequels and stuff. Right. But it's sort of the last one where like you had to have a direct reference to hip hop in yeah. it. You get like from there on from Jews, the Boys in the Hoods. Right. Yeah. You know the 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 hood uh, mm. the hood sort of movies movement of the nineties. Yeah. Uh, where it becomes more cops and robbers. Yeah, yeah. These are hip-hop movies, but they're not so much about, right. like, the actual culture. Right. It's just sort of the, the environment, the atmosphere that they create. Well, there's and, a certain... And again, we get to ATL, when we get to ATL, that's sort of the, the a certain, ultimate, too. But there's also, like, the other things that these movies are missing is that they're, like, in a weird way, they're, they're influenced genre pieces that are mm -hmm. trying to tell, like, like personal stories. I think of, like, Menace to Society or Boys in right, the right. and everything. But this movie feels... Like a choreographed performance. I'm thinking yeah. of, I, I mean, outside of the comedy and the vignettes and everything, yeah. you got a choreographed dance sequence. Oh, okay. You have a rap battle, rap battle. which is obviously <sighs> so again, fantastic. So example. with the rise of gangster rap and yeah. shit like that, you looked at you looked at like guys like couldn't play like Will Smith, Fresh Prince. Right, like, right, man, right. those guys are corny. But man, that rap battle is so good. Burning faces <laughs> off. Doing a handstand on American bandstand. Yeah, what? Yeah. Because uh, Kid Spells Backwards described you best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the best. That is the best line. Yeah, and, and I always thought, like, man, like, did that have to be a discussion? Because they're playing characters. Yeah. But you know rappers are like, I don't want to lose this shit. Exactly. So, like, there had to be a discussion with play, like, look, play. Yeah. Kid, like, for purpose of the story, kid's yeah, yeah. got to win this. Kid's, kid's got to win it. <laughs> yeah. But really... Just be happy Bilal didn't get on the mic. Yeah, no. Because anything been they could do, painful. Bilal could do better. <laughs> that would have been <laughs> yeah. painful. Mm. But that element there, I mean, like, yeah. there, okay, if you're if you're talking about this kind of like looking through the perspective of, yeah. of males, I gotta say, there's nothing sexier than Tisha Campbell and AJ uh, uh, Johnson. And yeah, not very, uh, I mean, uh, uh, AJ AJ Johnson's outfits a little revealing, but like yeah. Sydney is still sexy as hell, just in like her yeah. baggy yeah. early nineties colorful you know that ass AJ outfit. AJ Johnson was a, was an exercise fitness guru. I didn't know that, but I saw her in Baby Boy. <laughs> you know what? So watching ATL, I was like, knowing that I had seen Baby Boy, I was like, mm. they should have got AJ Johnson. Yeah, this yeah. would have tied our shit a lot for, better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot, Chris Robinson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, but yeah, like just a very natural sexy, like, like, uh, like the girl from Cruel High, Brenda. Just like, there's mm -hmm. nothing like yeah. overly like very teenage girl too. Like, yeah, yeah. just just not overly sexualized, which is yeah. which was good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Shireen's a little sexualized, but then again, that goes with Shireen's character. Right. Like, it's not out of place for Shireen to wear that dress. Yeah. It, it, it feels like I mean it's definitely of the time period, but it yeah. feels at home with you know uh, Salt and Pepper and and, yeah. uh, and TLC. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. Very, very yeah. proto TLC. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that this took place in LA. How do you know that? Because I was gonna say this are the three movies. This that's has the least sense of place. That's interesting. Because you have Kid and Play who are from New York. Maybe that's New me York projecting rappers. from where where I have seen. Like maybe that's me like I think it's shot in LA and like yeah, you look at it and it's definitely. yeah. But you're just like 
I'm I'm project I'm probably projecting from seeing the movies the the movies that are going to come out a couple years later. Yeah. You know, uh, it's the streets. I think. Yeah. The the the. the I, can, I can tell it's not New York. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, definitely yeah. It's, de- it's I mean, it's definitely a, LA, but it's, it maybe maybe no maybe you're right. An Illinois Indiana type thing. It could right. be kids and John Hughes wrote this, right? Yeah, it, definitely. But that's what I'm saying. Like it's this, a Peoria type. Right. Yeah. This is the most out of the three right. where it's like any town USA or you're right. any, yeah. Any, Really, and not really any town, any city, USA, because black population are mostly in cities. But, but like, no, the, but the it's good that you make the point that it represents so many levels of black success right. or or struggle, right? Because it can be any town, it can right. be a place that's close to the projects, it can right. be someone close to the to the suburbs. And we see in in, in ATL too that's that good. stratification too, where it's like uh, uh, even even though. Like we said, like there are there are but so many black people in America. So like even like you will like a a kid from the hood can yeah. rub shoulders. Like kid can rub shoulders with Sydney, yes. even though they're they're not technically in the same class strata. Right. So yeah, like that's the. It's not really disappointing, but I was just like, man, like this this movie doesn't doesn't have any sense of place. It it, it could be anywhere. Like seven that way. <laughs> This is a movie that starts with a house party that is so banging it blows the roof off. Literally, literally. And if you think that the the cops are the real nemesis, is wait for that you, credit. If cooking. you wait for the credit cooking, yeah, or that thing, and that's the thing. Like before, like you asked me when I watched this movie, that image. That's like not one of my earliest images, but like that is an image that like of the of the roof. The beginning where the roof goes off and at the end where the roof calls that falls down that I knew was from a movie. Like I knew that's from something. So like when I rewatched it, I was like, even when I rewatch it, I don't go, oh yeah, it's just like a memory that I've always had. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah, cops, fuck them, right? Mm-hmm. Fuck the police. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, fuck, yeah. fuck the police. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 weird because um, for for me, a white person yeah. watching it, it feels like. What makes this acceptable? Like at the same time, uh, if hip hop is is becoming more popular in the white suburbs, mm-hmm. especially gangster rap, yeah. Um, what makes this more mainstream? What makes House Party more mainstream? And I'm thinking like, okay, maybe it's the way that they handle the the police thing. Maybe it's not as turn a mirror on on, on uh, white America right. and look at it because it certainly is it's in there. different movies. It right. d- certainly is there in my favorite movie, uh, White Man's Burden, which yeah. flips it. No. Nah. Uh, uh, that didn't make because it's <laughs> fucking awful. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, I like that you say that it, that it's it's kind of subtly interweaved in there because yes, you yeah. have a scene where they're going to take him down to the docks and beat him up. Yeah. And we don't see it. Like, uh, yeah, you don't see it. And it doesn't seem like they are, uh, that they would end up in the ICU either. So right. it doesn't, like, like, You see them afterwards, so it makes it a little lighter. And again, yeah. it's the characters that we're not supposed to like. Right. But at the so same the time, it's just like... So the movie feels accessible and, right. and broad in a way that it yeah, would go very across colorful. racial... Yeah. yeah, it would go across racial Where, lines. Uh, I mean, this just might be the time, you know, 64, everybody sort of, you know, suits. Everybody still likes suits and things. Yeah. And, but it's very Sunday, drab. Sunday clothes. It's very, like, yeah. urban, very... Yeah. Very, you know, a lot of browns, a lot of drab coloring, but like yeah, yeah. house party's bright. 
it's fun. I mean, the and not just uh, not just kids skin color, right? <laughs> not just charade. The one thing we're not I mean, mentioning not is that it, it comes perfectly as the the Afrocentric movement is happening in black culture, of, and you see a lot of it. Yeah. A lot of African medallions in this. Yeah. Um, African colors. African colors. Yeah. yeah. You see. Oh, the. Uh, so I was gonna say where you see. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay, no, no, I'm thinking of ATL. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, uh, where you see he sort of the. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr. placard in in Cooley High mm-hmm. when when uh, when kid throws the throws the Jello at, at them and they duck. What does he hit? A picture of Ronald Reagan. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the apples is like the African medallions, the cross colors. Yeah, all that all that's bubbling up, and you yeah. can see you can see the Afrocentrism in it, yeah, yeah. which makes the colorism even more interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I take it back. It wasn't ATL. Doesn't Robin Harris crash the party and he asked that one kid what his name is? Yeah, uh, 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 Clinton X. Yeah, Clinton you got that. X. Belial. A lot of African names. Yeah, Clinton X, Belial. Yeah. Oh, wait. Uh, another of my favorites. Uh, when, he, when he turns to the guy with Jerry Coulter. Man, you better never commit a crime. <laughs> All the cops got to do is follow the drip, follow the drip, follow the drip. <laughs> One of the best lines ever. Um, what do you think of okay there's two muscly dudes but they have a third dude mm-hmm. who's kind of the, the flavor flavor of the crew the yeah. flavor flavor of the crew the, the, the most comic relief kind of like the chorus yeah. almost yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kick your fucking ass <laughs> he's got that high nasally voice yeah that's pretty good <laughs> and I think that even the dude who became really famous in NWA's videos for kind of playing Easy E, yeah, 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 is in this movie. He's the guy with the Jericho, right? He's, he's the guy he's with follow the drip. Yeah, yeah, follow the drip. Yeah, follow the drip. Follow the drip. Gotcha. Uh, That's it, man. I don't really have anything else to say. It's a great. It is a great movie. We can go from anywhere USA to the specificity of the A. Well, I was gonna say in that middle part, it's interesting that there's kind of like an amalgamation of the gangster movie and House Party that leads to Friday. Of in house party, in, or in the, ATL? No, the movie Friday. It's interesting that house party mm-hmm. and the gangster movie of you know the nineties. Oh the, yeah, yeah, the, the yeah. Menace to Society is kind of yeah. leads into because Friday is obviously trying to be. Uh, it's it's, it's life. Focused, yeah, it's another one. Yeah, it's focused and it is. It's it one does day. take place in that LA. Yeah, Ice Cube. Yeah, and yeah, but in. Uh, uh, Friday would have been great, but it's all to do for this particular thing. But it's also the the people are aged up; they're yeah. like either mid twenties or something. Yeah. Like the, they're not high school kids, yeah. like, oh. like on all three of these movies. That's what I wanted to ask you about House Party. Mm-hmm. There are all three of these movies. One of them is not R rated. ATL is PG thirteen, isn't I it? I think so. Yeah. When I saw this movie again, mm-hmm. I I was trying to kind of like pinpoint because like I'm watching the is movie. Is it R rated? Like, it is R rated. Okay. And I'm like, why is it R rated? And it, it I guess it's got to be partly that scene where the, he uh, where kid uh, sees the dude fucking the woman and <laughs> takes out the gun. Maybe um, racism. I, I like racism no, there's a R. Did no, you see no. Birth of a Nation. That's G rated. General no. audience. No, what I'm saying is, uh, <laughs> in that film, this film was not yet. Rated, they talked to the director of a uh, of a uh, love and basketball, yeah, and like they got an art because racism. of the sex scene. No, they got oh. an art because of the sex scene. But like she was like, "Well, these three white movies have right. like the exact same sex scene. They got a PG thirteen. Right, right, That's right. what I'm saying because right. it's playfully gets an art. No, I was, that's uh, the ra- no, not the racism in the movie. I, I was racism one- <laughs> in America, Greg. I was in one- America. I was just I was just had my my ear open for yeah. the f word, and I was just like trying I think there's to find. One. Yeah, I'm just but trying yeah. to find like what makes this think, movie yeah. R rated. 
it's got to yeah. be the fuck scene. It's got to. Yeah, because I, I was going to say maybe it's all the Who's teen. I was going to say maybe it's all the teen drinking and smoking, but I'm like, no, that's the whole point mm-hmm. of House Party is also like, I remember having the this conversation. Of burning the house down. Maybe. White cops. Maybe. <laughs> uh, no, I remember talking to somebody like a uh, white guy and he was like, that's the most unrealistic party ever. Because like nobody's drinking and smoking except for that one guy, that which one is guy. and it's clearly like drunk. and it's clearly the movie saying don't drink and smoke, kids. Right. Which I loved because like no, not all parties are like that. I didn't drink and smoke until I got into college, sure. so I was like, sure, yeah. Why? Parties, why yeah. is it? Yeah. Why yeah. is this party all uh, Hennessy and Endo? Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, no, that's that, the, the the few parties I went to like in junior high and, and uh, thing. Nobody was oh. There were probably people smoking, but I didn't see it. Or, like, I wasn't in there for that. I was yeah. in there for some pussy. Like, you yeah, know what sure. I mean? Like, sure. I didn't care about drugs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only um, drug I cared about was love. <laughs> Powerful drug. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so ATL. Uh, ATL is, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm a late, late adopter to it, but you really pushed uh, this, this hard. Is, so this came when we came out. I already knew you. And I saw it, maybe even in the theater, and I was like, Greg, yeah. this is a good movie. You should see it. You were like, nah, black nah. people, I don't care. Yeah, right, that's exactly do a podcast? the reaction I had. I'm going to do a podcast about it in about eight years, and I was like, what the fuck's a podcast, Greg? <laughs> Prescient. Uh, no, but uh, yeah, no, it is It is a... Um, I think what it gets right is uh, not just the specificity of the location, yeah. But the spe- specific, yeah, the specificity of the people, yeah, um, them living with an uncle who's yeah. very Robin Harris e, yeah, uh, you know, uh, keeping track of how much uh, cereal is going <laughs> out. I know how much in the, yeah, is yeah. in that box. That that there that this is a family, but it's not. Again, George would 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 have very much liked to have been just a single guy, probably still in his forties. Right. He would have still probably been single out right. there chasing the cuddy. Right. Um, the only one their who gets cut and trim in that house, apparently. <laughs> no, yeah, the only person who doesn't. Yeah, apparently. Uh, yeah, just a. Uh, <sighs> uh, their parents died when uh, a few years back. We learned we learned throughout the movie, yeah. so it's very you know, and we get that scene again, that very fatherly scene, which again, if if Robin Harris was like sort of said it by accident, like the Uncle George scene is sort of like. Again, logically makes sense, but like everything in me is just like no, like he's cool with him, maybe yeah. dealing a little pot to bring in some money. Right. It's like it's talking about the only reason why you're here is because of me, because right. uh, 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 I didn't want you two to be separated. But best believe, like I wasn't all that happy with that choice. You know, it's it's stunning me now. I'm a fucking janitor. I have no right. prospects romantically because of you two. Right. Yeah, it's it's a very good clipping scene. his toenails in the yeah. office. Yeah, and uh, then but then. I, I think also the specificity of it is that, like, the next day, they, they don't talk about it. Yeah. Like, it happened, and then just, like, all right, let's let's keep on moving. Right. I think, yeah, I think a lesser movie would have had, like, uh... Focused on it and yeah, dwelled yeah, yeah, on had, it. Uh, or not even that, just had, like, Rashad move out and, like, oh, or Adam yeah. striking on my own or whatever. But right. they were just, like, this is... It's family stuff, yeah. Okay, so I do like that... that these movies they do have those elements of a little bit of drinking yeah. and maybe a little bit of smoking or yeah, whatever yeah. but this movie really focuses on where does it get its 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 fun from where do you see these people the most you know enjoying themselves when they are kind of interacting with Girls trying yeah. to get with boys, boys trying yeah. to get with girls. Stereotypically, like in every black movie, the roller rink. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, uh, 
that that this, feels very specific to me. Yeah, and that, and it reminds me of a uh, of a Katie Couric interview that she did with Little Wayne, uh-huh. and they go bowling, and like her reaction, and like everybody's reaction is like Little Wayne bowls. Like, yeah, yeah, black people bowl. Like yeah. black people go to roller skates. Like it's not all like yeah. thuggy shit. Like it just fe- yeah. it, like like and and you know this because yeah. your your girlfriend is uh, in a uh, in a roller derby. Roller yeah, derby. Yeah. Very just, different from this, though. No, but I, like when they were showing the teams and everything, I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, actually, yeah. Fucking Fernando's girlfriend is in one of those teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's just... But no, uh, that's more like... Uh, it's odd. It's mm. odd because you expect a certain level of what the, in this case, party is going right, to right, be. Right, right, right. What's the party location going yeah, to be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there is like a traditional sort of yeah. party party in it, but like their hangout is the, this roller rink. But again, they're fucking in high yeah. school. Like they can't True. go to the club. True, yeah, yeah. They can't, you know... They can't drink. They can't really drink, you right. know, and they go to this place, and it's fun. Like th- these kids are just out there to have a good time, right. and it, and it's it very. It does seem very specifically a uh, rural thing. Not not that it not does. that Atlanta is rural, but a very country thing. It very, feels a southern. Thing, yeah, it yeah. feels like a. I didn't want to say southern, yeah. but it feels like a. It southern feels thing. like yeah. a southern. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it feels like does. a very specific like black culture in the south thing to be like. I feel like <laughs> I feel like Brooklyn, who so much reminds me of Jason. Like yeah, yeah. to no yeah, end. Yeah. Every time he talks, I'm like, "That's Jason." Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure the first time Brooklyn was there, he was like, "Y'all going to a fucking roller rink?" Yeah, yeah. For what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he yeah, saw yeah. that the bad ass and was like, "All right, I get it." Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know what's up. But yeah, just very much again. This uh, 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 one of the reasons I picked this or I wanted to do this movie was because right. of that aspect right. that like. These are kids who are having fun in a very safe way. It's not like yeah. you know them These shooting crabs ex- like preach or anything. Exactly. It's just, they're gonna fucking. They're not. They're, they're not gambling. Yeah. The element of dealing drugs is is some we'll get to, but it's yeah. not something that is. Uh, it's not an avenue that that is um like really projected right. on these kids to to get out of their circumstance. They're right, right. not like trying to get out of their circumstance. Right, They're right. enjoying themselves. They're enjoying themselves. Yeah, like so, Brooklyn has a little job. Teddy's like mm-hmm. an entrepreneur. He has he has his uh his a grill business or whatever. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, yeah, Esquire is like has a job at the country club or whatever. Right. I don't know. What does Rashad oh Rashad and, and Evan and uh and Aunt uh, Evan Ross and yeah, yeah. work for uh, uh, work for the cleaning company yeah, yeah. That, that their family left them or whatever so there's not like yeah and, and, and again and the knucklehead like right. it's very much portrayed like dealing drugs is for the knuckleheads right right for the but guys the, who, who want the, 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 the get rich quick like when you see Ant what's the first thing you see that cute person yeah, yeah 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 no that's 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 that interesting part because of those three or four how many how if it's many four that? guys in the four crew, guys plus his little brother right what you're getting is you're getting the the person who wants to get into a good school yeah. and be a, a scholarly, yeah, yeah. you know, go down a scholarly avenue, and then you have someone that really enjoys his art, yeah, and then you have someone and you have the entrepreneur, which the entrepreneur, is Teddy, yeah, and then yeah. you have the guy who's just gonna end up working for the city or something, which right, is Brooklyn, right. which is so, again, and the movie different doesn't levels of class, yeah, yeah, like the 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 quietly Brooklyn is like the everyman, like, right. I, and again, you see this a lot too, like. Uh, um, Especially, well, you see it especially now in 2015, but like even in 06, 05, like that people were getting priced out of New York. Or oh, it yeah. happens in this area too. People get shit, man. people get priced out of this area yeah. where it's not even, and it's not even like justification. It's like the suburbs too are too high. Oh, so yeah. like what you can get in Columbia, Maryland, what you can get in Columbia, South Carolina is probably two houses. Oh yeah, where you can get in Columbia, Maryland. Shit, so you let's see move that? To yeah. Columbia, South Carolina. <laughs> 
shit. You like roller skating that much? Yes. <laughs> yeah, but like I think yeah, quietly it's like you, uh, Brooklyn is the one like he's coming from up north, coming down south, and making this little quiet mm. life for himself kind of thing. Right. It's interesting to compare it too because I'm like the, the this movie feels like it's so future oriented. Compared to the other ones, I mean, Cooley okay, High does yeah, have yeah, that yeah. element of what no, do I, I want to do with my is. life? And I, say, I would say Cooley High is future oriented in the in the and like uh, Kochi's getting like getting the scholarship right. and then Preach also. Yeah, and there is a thing of Preach of like what am I gonna do? Yeah, House Party definitely not. House, house Party is just in like, the moment. You well, know? they do have that small conversation between Kid and Sydney where they're like where they're talking about colleges. Yeah. So college, I think college that's an interesting too, thing too. Does that lead into cl- class act. No, class act is... You couldn't make... You could, no, you couldn't make I don't it. want to. No. <laughs> don't no. make that connection. Uh, yeah. She's not even in the class act. No, I was going to say... Like, uh, college plays an uh, interesting... Yeah. Uh, or, or it's throughout these movies, again, where yeah. it's like aspirational. You know, these some these kids want to... Yeah. Want yeah. to uh, get out and do better. Right. Get up, get out, and get something. Right. right. No, no. No, no love for the outcast. I, I like it. No, the the that that point though is like to me it's it's interesting that we're all, in all three of these movies we're capturing kids that aren't necessarily dealing with if okay they're they're brushing elbows with but they're mm-hmm. not necessarily dealing with social mm-hmm. issues like oh, right, higher right. learning you know right exactly it's not like that again these aren't these aren't again this is why I want to do these three they're not social justice movies like, enter. Enter, uh, what's his name? Uh, not, not Dre. From, big boy. Uh, okay. Big boy. Yeah, big yeah. boy. Big boy. B o i m o i boy. Big boy. <laughs> um. Okay. Here's my biggest criticism when I first saw the movie. Yeah. We're gonna get into this. Oh God. We're okay? going here already. All right. How? Okay. If you're gonna make a movie that's uh, party oriented, yeah. fine. Okay. Sure, sure. This movie maybe it has an obligation to be permeated by the 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 gangster street life sure. movies that came before it. It came out in two thousand six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, it's very much. Maybe it, it touches on that tradition. Maybe it's, not, it's that, obliged that tradition, to do it. Okay. It touches on it, if right. not uh, wholeheartedly. Yeah. Right. But to me, part of it feels like here is a person who shoehorned in to be a dangerous threat, and mm. the most dangerous threat is that he's selling marijuana, right. which is Here's, not the cra- which is yeah. not crack. It's not. Do, so to you, uh, what is what is the name of the movie? Do you remember? Or just we just called it Big Boy. Yeah, right. Big Boy. Um, shit, fuck, I did forget his name. To you, you think all he sells is weed. To you, it he seems doesn't. like he, he... No, to he me, he clearly seems... To me, it's clearly him putting sort of... Uh, uh, as we saw on The Wire, there's levels to this sure. corporate structure yeah, of the yeah, streets. Sure, sure, sure. So I think he puts him on weed as a, you know, getting started kind of thing. Right. But I'm pretty sure he's into other things. <laughs> my, big, my biggest pretty thing sure is... Pretty sure he's into dog fighting. <laughs> my biggest, pretty sure he's into coke, and my, heroin, whatever. My biggest thing is, do you think that he's an apt... Dangerous threat. Like yes. this, you feel like this is a a realistic thing. It doesn't feel shoehorned in. Does not feel shoehorned in. And and, okay. and I remember when they were taught when when Big Boy or like uh, around the EPK stuff that they did for this, they were talking about that character and they wanted that character to be charismatic. They wanted that character to be sexy. Uh, yeah, sexy, friendly in a way, like yeah, yeah. sort of that. that yeah, like, like the Alonzo devil. Harris and Training Day. Yeah, they, yeah. 
<laughs> Basically. Um, so no, he does not feel shoehorned in. It feels like, yeah, even though he's peddling weed, like, I also imagine that, like, when shipments come in, they're like, all right, here's the coke, here's the weed, here's the heroin, um, et cetera, et cetera. So, like, just because, I, I, just because ants, you know, some people just take the text, Greg. I like to read into things. I sure. like to I like to think a little bit when I'm watching a movie. You know sure. what I mean? Uh, no, but I very much think that he's into other things. It just feels like to me. It feels like I'm sorry. It feels like it's a shoehorn because it's really a conceit just to create one plot line where a kid mm-hmm. has to sell drugs and his brother needs to save him. But again, I save I, him from that life. Yeah, but again, with the with the with the hoods and. Um, and Cooley High, like, I think that's yeah. just, when you make, again, that's what makes, uh, uh, I've said this like four times, that's what makes these black coming-of-age movies just more interesting and complex than white coming-of-age movies. Cause like, oh, okay. I didn't like, I watched The Spectacular Now the other day. I was right. like, oh, there's on. no come danger on. in it. What am yeah. I talking about? Like, just think of any of those, John, there's yeah, no, yeah. there's no element of danger outside of like. No, that's true. It's, it's all school. That's, that's true. It. For the majority yeah. of white America, much like our recent discussion of getting out of the jungle and going to the grocery store to get your food instead yeah. of hunting for it. Yeah. Uh, if you listen to to all the pieces matter, you'll yeah. know what that is. Yeah. Uh, no, I feel like uh, there's that element yeah. of you can be, for the most part, uh, white in America and never brush elbows yeah. with never. Yeah. that element. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. But, like, even... You know, uh, we see John Garnett in this movie, sort of the, yeah. uh, auto, again, if, Keith David. If, uh, if House Party sort of showed those stratas, ATL sort of expands it oh, even yeah. more, because okay. uh, John Garrett is a CEO yeah. of something, he's... And T.I. And I, doesn't feel comfortable in, in that hood. <laughs> I think he would have, uh, maybe, not, maybe that's just bad acting. Uh, but, so you see this higher wealth, this, like, yeah, yeah. this thing where he can buy his daughter a BMW, mm-hmm. um... But he came from... He came from... Yeah, so he know, like, even those guys know somebody either in their family Uh or they have friends that died, like, or they have friends that are in the drug game. So when Big Boy shows up and it's just like, yeah, these guys that you rub when, when you're a minority in this country... Or Italian. I've been wanting. Ooh. I've been wanting to do this for ten minutes. Blada! <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Do I have milk on my white shirt? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, but those those characters are around. I, I, yeah, that that doesn't seem shoehorned into me. Okay. Does it feel um, short of cliche? Does it mm-hmm. feel like okay? Here's this hub of kids having fun at the roller rink, mm-hmm. but the way that we we stretch out the story is. Of course, one of them has to have a problem with with uh, the, the drug dealing. This one over here has to he has to have a problem getting a uh, recommendation for his scholarship. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, archetypal stories. You know what I mean? Like yeah, 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 yeah. when you talk about coming of age, there's right, right. these are very easy mm-hmm. to lock in. Right. That kids coming out of school are going to need these things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or they might fall they into might this. Yeah. Um, well, so so you're saying there's very stereotypical type stories, very of coming in, yeah. coming of it. But I think yeah, they are. But I I think compared the execution to, is pretty good though. compared to House Party and Cooley High, because Cooley High has that yeah. ability okay. of being early on. Okay, you can't yeah. do much. It's even yeah. early on as far as coming of age movies go. Yeah, Maybe right. not stories, but movies. Right. But uh, House Party uh, definitely a, a snapshot of a time yeah. and a place. It's not necessarily um, uh, focusing on that trajectory. Uh, 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 it's not. It's not showing people grow up really. 
Cool right, High right. is showing people grow up right, right. and mature. Uh, uh, ATL does show yeah. a catharsis in going through that. And I think uh, also the time frames are interesting because Cool High, for the most part, takes place over a weekend. Or like it, it starts like on a Friday and then it's like on a Tuesday or Wednesday or something. Yeah. This is the house the, party is one day, right? And then this one stretches out over five weeks, so you do have time. It's like it's Sundays. I just keep seeing <laughs> yeah. that thing. The final Sunday. The last Sunday was like very much like, man, that's uh, really? Did you feel that too? Yeah. Like when it, when it, I was like, man, this is the, there's some finality to yeah, this yeah. coming up. Yeah, but it, but I think you know the the time frame that the movie takes place also allows for that. Where if it was one day and all this thing was happening in one day, I think I'd feel more like you, where it's like, so Ant got into drug dealing and got oh, beat yeah, up yeah. on the same day. Yeah. No, I think I think the the fact that the story stretches it out, mm-hmm. I think I think allows for it. Okay. Um, sense of place very much in this movie. The music, also, the music itself, yeah. I feel like is something that um, you know what it's part of the reason that I probably didn't watch the movie because around that time I was racist. really not into southern hip hop. Racist, hated southern hip hop. And now, uh, yeah, I like still it. hate I like, it. No, I like it. I like it. You found it? No, uh, this movie re- yeah. really does more than. I mean, you could talk about that that New York hip hop party hip hop yeah. influence in, in House Party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could talk about the Motown and the soul music yeah, yeah, that yeah. was in Cooley High. This movie too is. Did you see if Diana Ross was on the mo- on the Cooley High soundtrack? <laughs> I did not. Let's just say she is right. Okay. Her son is in ATL. So boom! Oh yeah, there you go. Uh, uh, Ant, uh, there's Evan the connection. Ross, yeah, 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 gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I wouldn't even make that connection. Yeah. Um, but no, I or Glenn uh, Turman being uh, uh, married to Aretha Franklin, which I never knew. <laughs> That's never awesome. R e s p e c t n d. That dude. Um, no, so so sense of place. What I found, what what I found myself thinking about was this is probably like the last really regional hip hop movie you can make because 2006. You know, Atlanta, uh, you had, I think by then, yeah, I think by then you had some of the Houston stuff. Lil Wayne was around, you know, you had Rick Ross bumming up. But, like, Atlanta was the center of hip-hop at this time, which is why this movie gets made. But post that, it's all internet, it's all blog. So there's not really any sense of, like, to make an ATL-type movie or to make, like, a hip-hop movie now, it would be very much centered around either blogs or internet. Like, there wouldn't be, like... This scene, like Atlanta yeah. had a scene, it had a sound, yes, yeah, it has a scene and this is like I feel like ATL, ATL was like the crowning achievement of of that specific moment of those like right. from Outcast to what it was in two thousand five, mm-hmm. two thousand six. Because after that, it's it gets a lot more dispersed. Even though Atlanta is very much still yeah. a hub of hip hop, it's yeah. still the hub of hip hop really is the internet, yeah. like with everything yeah. else. Yeah, I, nowadays. Fucking internet, am I right? <laughs> These kids. Nowadays, if you're going to inject that, you're right. You would have to like have be Spotify so, and yeah. iTunes in there, and you might yeah. have to talk about underground hip hop. Yeah, it wouldn't be so. It wouldn't be so place specific. Like yeah. the kids would be listening yeah. to music from all over yeah. the place instead yeah, of yeah. like. It'd like be the one character, with indie yeah. rock, it would be yeah, yeah. But the one kid would be like the pure. It's like nah, man. I only uh-huh. listen to like. Milwaukee yeah. music, or right? Whatever. Right. No. Yeah. What does that sound like? <laughs> I don't know. Please. Milwaukee hip hop, um, man. You late, bro? Here, here, let me, let me, let me ask you. Let me ask you something. Go ahead. Um, since we're since we're uh, since we're winding down here, why are all three of the lead women in these movies light skinned? I don't know, Greg. Colorism. Not 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 my place to say. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna. You got a black girlfriend? You can I'm, say. I'm gonna ask you something. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think that this movie? Type. Do you think the coming of age black movie is possible post Ferguson? At least right now. Yeah. You think it's still? 
Yeah, I mean, I think I think Tyler Perry is probably the closest to. to But I think Tyler Perry doesn't doesn't, lighter movies. But uh, Tyler Perry also doesn't track in sort of high school kids. His movies are all very adult, professional sort of. Yeah, uh, going talk talk about class strata Uh (laughs) in those movies. Yeah, Um, but you think think that like a movie like this. Like when you watch House Party, like you you can infer that Ferguson's have happened. So it's not like it's not like uh, uh, these oh. movies weren't being made and these things were taking place. Yeah, but you know, okay, House Party happens in a particular time, and the elements that were happening might have been covered on news, but mm-hmm. it's still isolated of that yeah. time, nineteen ninety. Ninety, yeah. But again, like you said, L.A. riots, Rodney King are just around <sighs> true, the corner. True. So it's like, so these are post, but then again, yeah, you get House Party two probably, mm-hmm. you know, right, yeah, right yeah. around that time. Yeah, House Party three I think was in ninety four. Yeah, so, so House right Party two had to be like ninety two, ninety one right. when this stuff was going on. I think. No, I think. You, I wonder you, about the tone though. I wonder about the tone of the of the of the United States right now, yeah. like doing these type of movies because, like, but, yes, it should it they mm, should exist. Yeah. But how do you have an element of you know in in, in at least two of these movies yeah. an element of the police that isn't. A, a serious yeah. fucking, you know... No, I think I think you do it just like House Party handled okay. it. Like, I think you do it in very much the same. I think you could put out House Party today with those with those Kyle archetypes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you get Ray Shimmered to be Kid and Play instead mm-hmm. of Kid and Play. And sure. it plays the same way. The cops are there. They're gonna be harassing. You play it, you know, you play that tone of, like, the cops are there harassing black people. Yeah, yeah. And you get that one scene where they're, like, gonna take some guy out to the docks. Right. Because... No, I mean, I, I think, think, yeah, post again. Even in this atmosphere, you think that yeah. it could be. I, I think even in the atmosphere, you make that movie, you either make it ATL-like, mm-hmm. where like it's not really about cops. No, you're right, you would have to deal with the cops, but again, as we saw in House Party, that's, that's, that's the way to do it. You have beat cops who are in the neighborhood, you know, um, do the right thing, did it to, you know, with, with the cops in the neighborhood, obviously, RIP radio. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's... That's how you do it. You do it the house party way, where it's mostly about that, but every once in a while, you get this scene where right. the, uh, where the cops world. are doing their job and they're not crossing the line. But if you want to read into it, and right. you know, and again with Ferguson right there, you're immediately going right. to make that connection. Because I mean, I remember, uh, and I felt, I mean, as bad as you can feel for millionaires when the watch came out, which was like right after Trayvon Martin, right? And like it was just like man, horrible timing, horrible timing. Like horrible. that movie could be, it could I feel be great bad for Richard Iote in yeah. that too. Man, that was his breakout role. <laughs> it was. It was. I was gonna say uh, it's uh, the way that you would do it is to do house party or whatever, mm-hmm. but to have tactical gear on one of the cops that they come into contact with because you know where yeah. that tactical geared cop is yeah. going to yeah like if they see him in the street or whatever you know where he's going to, to the house party yeah. yeah um yeah no the tone of it is of all three of these movies i think really set them aside because yeah. even atl i mean it is a movie that's kind of influenced by everything that came before house party is very special in and of itself yeah uh coolie high in many ways is probably one of the most influential black movies that's come out yeah it's also independent it's also like it's made by Was a studio it? but it feels very very like independently financed uh, I think. ATL or uh, Cooley High. Cooley High. Uh, yeah, because yeah, it, it feels very it feels much, like, yeah. very low budget to me. Right. And, yeah, 
But um But again, man, cinema typical. that's that's what cinema does, Greg. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, I'm just gonna say like that's they probably just gave that guy, you know, two million bucks yeah. and said, Go off and make a movie. It, 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 we gotta make Cleopatra over here. <laughs> you know I mean? It's just difficult too because I think like uh we mentioned this before about that spectrum of black entertainment. But yeah. what is the spectrum of black entertainment? Fucking coming of age stories are some yeah. of the the most entertaining and fun movies to have. Right. Yeah. Everybody can relate. They're universal. Exactly. They're universal. Exactly. It's all about getting pussy. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I mean, yes, you got this problem with with uh, yes, we can see all types of spectrum yeah. from whites, but if you're gonna sell a black movie, you gotta make a Tyler Perry movie. Yeah. You gotta make a black romance, love and basketball type movie, right, right. or you gotta make it. Which uh, I don't mind the black movie. romance ones. Right. I think we no, need more of those. That's good. No, um, that's good. Yeah. But there's only so many. It's like yeah. three or four it's type like we came out movies. With, we came out with one. We came out with our black movie for like the, the, exactly. the quarter. Exactly. So we we have fulfilled our yeah. quarter for black movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just enough to not get sued. You exactly. Know? You want to do a little uh, plug action? Uh, Let sure, the people know where you can. You, you got anything else? Uh, just second generation wealth in this. You know, you got new, yeah. new you got you got the the John Harnett, right. which is something you don't see. And I think I think you can again, you see that line from like south side of Chicago to sort of the suburbs mm-hmm. with with uh, yeah Sydney's parents and and Play's parents, mm-hmm. and then to this where you have you know black businessman and yeah, yeah. He, he now has a daughter uh-huh. who who doesn't live and. I definitely wanted to talk about sort of that Nunu character because it, it is it is it, it feels like a a um, an extension of like can't talk white, don't talk white when you're a black kid. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Like, like that she's playing yeah, yeah. that role of like going across the, the going train across tracks, tracks, you know, to yeah. that side. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just my bus comes in an hour. I was like, right? How late? Like, what in Atlanta? Uh, but yeah, she's th- that that very much. When, I mean, we've seen another movie that archetype of you know. And it's a very romantic comedy. Think of that lie that that, that you're holding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but again, I think it touches on that sort of what is realize, it to be black I, thing. I but. didn't realize, like, to me, it didn't feel like it was perfectly. Uh, um, uh, the landing wasn't per- perfectly made. Right. With, yeah. With uh, how how shocking is it, or how shocking is it supposed to be yeah. that they find out that she's a rich girl? Uh, I think I think a it was more black chick, you yeah. know, hanging out in, in by the way, Suitland. Is is bright is bright in the real school? Because it said it's an Ivy League. I don't know. Um, no, I think it's just I think it's just a romantic black cop. Ivy school. No, it's not. A, it wasn't a black oh. Ivy school. It was an Ivy League. School. Oh yeah, he was with no Spelman was the yeah. yeah. Um, no, I think um, I think it's a romantic. Co- it, it's definitely a romantic comedy trope of her yeah, keeping yeah. the secret. Yeah. It, I think it's more of that in that she lied to Rashad. By the way, which I love how he found out. I was like, "That's the same car." I was like, "Oh shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. it is the same car." Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, yeah, I think I think it's definitely. Uh, it's just it's just so poorly, in my executed. opinion. It's it so is. poor. No, no, no. It's so oh. poorly executed when they hide her behind Keith David, oh. like when Esquire is gonna meet her. <laughs> and they're just like, oh yeah, no, I, I gotta like it's, that. It's no, it's hit too long. It's like it's, you're yeah. showing your cards. You know yeah. that it's gonna be they're like a yeah. revelation. Instead of going, okay, you go like, why is she still behind? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What kind yeah. of coverage did you get on this scene, man? Yeah. <laughs> is this the only shot you have? Yeah, that is a little bit like that. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, I think I, I think they're playing with that sort of what is it to be black kind of thing I, that, that I kids it. go through. Yeah. I liked it. I, I think that um, it, in in a, in a certain way, Cooley High 
was my my favorite revisit. Mm-hmm. House Party instilled how how good and how solid that movie is. Mm-hmm. And ATL, though I still like it, it feels like I'm seeing a little bit of the strings this time, like how it's put together. Yeah. And it it has it has really good scenes, and yeah. then at the oh, the fucking stuff in the roller rink is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. that stuff. It's that's I love the that they don't part make the competition like yeah, yeah. any other movie. They would have like yeah. like yeah. you would have seen him run in. But again, that will makes these sort of right. that that air of danger about these movies that right. like. That on that last Sunday, you're not going to compete. You're going to have your brother in the hospital because right. of all the shit he's been in. Um, uh, I'll say two things. One, I hate in movies, and ATL does this, where the characters get a parking spot right in front of the place. Like, Bullshit. They tried a little bit because like, you see that one car go out and then they just yeah. come in. Yeah. But still, the space is like huge. It should be like, you, you should see him. If he does get that space, you should see him like parallel yeah, parking yeah. and shit. Yeah. Uh, and another movie trope, which is very much like, uh, you know, the band at the prom, like the, the, like, uh, the offspring playing uh-huh. the, the, yeah. the prom and whatever coming of age white uh-huh. movie right. is DJ drama at that house party. Yeah, yeah. Like I'll buy, uh, I'll buy Jazzy Faye at the roller rink. That's an establishment. And maybe that's his gig. That's how he keeps right. it fresh with the kids. Right. But DJ drama would not be playing that house party. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unless Gangster Girls himself. Yeah. yeah. Gangster Girls himself would not be DJ in that house mm-hmm. party. Yeah. But yeah, no, like, I liked, um, I'm actually, it might be reverse. Again, I think House Party's my favorite. I think it's the most solidly made, the yeah. best story, yeah. and it has the director and producer in it as two hoods who steal and, who steal stuff. Right. Who, who reprises, who, they reprise their roles in, in Boomerang. Yeah. Uh, uh, which is, uh, another original Hullet joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, going back to filmmaking to me is, is the filmmaking and the acting in Cooley High kind of t- took me out of it a little bit. Yeah. It's a wonderful story, but, but it just but takes there's me some, out of it. There's something like there's something like there's a charm to it. it there's a charm to, to yeah. its rawness and yeah, there and, is, yeah. and, and its fuck ups and its and all that stuff and 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 it does have these these lead characters that yeah. are so, like. It's not about them having to have a moralistical, likable type yeah. thing. They're just they're, they're just, just kids. good people. Yeah, good kids. kids. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah, ATL. I I liked it a lot better this time actually. Yeah. I, I always liked it, yeah. but I was like, man, this is really well. And I like the cinematography. Like, yeah. it's very. Chris Robinson did some like out of the three. I think it's the best shot. Yeah. Movie. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Interesting angle, oh, well, interesting he's, shots, he's, and everything. He's a fucking music video director. Yeah. I mean, like that's his thing. Yeah. yeah. I think that. Uh, and it's got big booty Judy in it. <laughs> Uh, Michael T. Uh, Williamson, yeah. who I always enjoy seeing pop up in things, yeah. and this movie reminded me of how much he's been wasted on Justified. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. Like yeah. he is a fucking fantastic character actor, and in this movie, he's given moments to shine, and yeah. he's funny and and endearing and everything. And in Justified, he is set up to be such an Im- important presence, and they but waste they him waste, every yeah. fucking time. Yeah, yeah. Damn Limehouse. But yeah, that's, that's good. That's it. That's good. Thanks, well, thanks, thanks for, for having me, y'all. hundred episode. We man. made it. Dun, 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 Broke off the hunch right after this. Dun, dun. I'm just gonna throw this recorder in river and start with a new one, fresh one. Okay. Right. <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> you can do that. Are we gonna have uh, epithets at the end of this? Huh? Are we gonna have epithets? <laughs> I hope I'm not gonna die. Well, <laughs> I got sorry. bad news, Greg. Sorry to let you know this, Greg. <laughs> Life is finite. <laughs> Uh, plugs. Where can the people find you? Uh, Arturo Morla on the Twitter. That's it. You gonna? I don't have no Instagram. No? Um, no. look, look at Greg's friends. Right? You don't even want to pitch 
the other podcast, the podcast that I probably you brought you the, mo- the most fame. <laughs> you, you're in my apartment, right? <laughs> on on the scale of Cooley High to eight, uh, on the scale of uh, Cooley High to John Garnett and ATL, <laughs> it's very much on the Cooley High. End. Very much so. Well, it's more leaning that way. Yeah. Um. Uh, all the pieces matter. Mm-hmm. It's our pod. Like you can say this. It's your podcast too. Oh my god! But you don't do any promotion. I don't. It's on your own fucking. Okay. Look. <laughs> Arturo Morla, A R T U R O M O R L A on on Twitter. Twitter, We have a podcast that we cover HBO's The Wire. Uh, It's a retrospective podcast, and uh, we are uh, all the pieces matter. We're on iTunes. Uh, We're on uh, Tumblr. Tumblr. Wirepod.tumblr.com. Certainly go over to iTunes. Leave us a rating and review. It's a. It's a. It's. We're right now uh, about almost halfway through the second uh, season. And uh, it's still still going strong. We're gonna be when we do finish that up. I I think that it'll be a, a nice little uh, package for yeah. those people that are gonna that's binge it because that's how most people watch uh, TV shows. Much to even to my chagrin because I yeah. think that there's a problem with with binge watching, especially a show like The Wire yeah. that really needs some time to 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 melt into you. Anyway. Is that, is that me over there? Yeah, look is at that. that me? Look at that. Uh, but yeah, thanks a lot, Fernando, and thank you for... Uh, I, I feel like we should have talked about girls since uh, the first couple times you were on the show, we had uh, to mention girls. But um, Solid the season. Show too. Solid season. <laughs> um, That's what you name the podcast, Girls. Yeah, yeah. No one's going to tune in for that. Uh, but anyway, yes, thank you for being on the 100th episode, and mm-hmm. uh, we'll do this again soon. I'm sure I was your first choice. Yes. You were my first choice. Not any sort of directors from the 1970s. Billy Freak? Your boy Billy Freak is going to be in <laughs> Thanks, Fernando. Mm-hmm. It's the P-L-A-Y, just here to say hi. Asking you, may I tell you about the day I picked up a microphone, a pad, and a pen. The legend of the tramp begins the party host with the most giving you a dose see leaving instructions so listen closely two lines form and make sure you step soon fellas at the back door girls by the bedroom the name is plain don't dare play me cheap the microphone is a broom and i'ma sweep you off your feet with feelings that you never felt Another notch in the belt It's no secret I like to freak with The best of them Then head to the stage In a test of men And when it's done And said And said And done Play's gonna be The victorious one Yeah dope ain't it <laughs> Yeah I know Give me that mic Oh, you want some of this? Yo, it's my turn. I'm never fessing, possessing the tools that it takes to rock. I think it's time for the new kid on the block. With the style was wild, yet so unique. I can't be stopped from reaching my peak because giving my all at all. That's how I gotta live. It's my prerogative. So you know I gotta give more for the dance floor. And I'll make your brain sore. Kids revving and buzzing just like a chainsaw. Well, look, you'll say, damn, man, that kid, he's a grand man. Because I bust a handstand on American bandstand. With these, I plead with ease and make your mind freeze. Straight out the 80s, right into the 90s. Giving you the highs and lows like a drama and if the mic got juice you know i'ma keep wailing you know i have you staring a while because the kid's much more than hair and a smile <laughs> that is the hype shit oh i see you think you all that now yup and then some 
busted. It's my party and I rhyme if I want to. Be careful and don't you step to the front to diss. Cause I'ma dismiss with a death kiss. And make you sorry that you ever stepped to this microphone wizard. So come on, place your bet. Is it gonna be me or erase ahead? Put your money on a sorry old poor thing. Well, you can get behind a sure thing. And that's me, the capital P on the high tip. One false move and you'll get your ass whipped. Just tell me how the rhymes and the cut sound. You won't start feeling the pain till you touch ground. Boy, you're going way out. I'm ready to serve you. If you can stay out past your pop's curfew, look at him. Already it has been. Let Uncle Play say a rhyme that'll tuck your ass in. Am I paid or what? Some kind of vibe. You know what I'm saying? Crazy. All right. Once again, the boy's blowing smoke about what he wanna be. But it isn't, it wasn't, and it ain't never gonna be possible. Cause I got lots of pull. And when you rhyme, ooh, there's lots of bull. When it comes time to step to a mic, I don't sit around. Play, you know I don't kid around. So come with it, boy. Don't even hide your best. Cause kids spell backwards, describes your best. Look around, watch the people clap hands in unity. As the momentum swings from you to me. You issue the challenge, yeah, you threw it up. Step to the stage, too late, I blew it up. The knowledge to build, just fill with. Excellence. You heard the rhymes, you've been petrol ever since. There's no missing the words that I laid out. You didn't play, you just got played out. Oh yeah? A anything y'all could do, I, I also could do, but I could also do it better. 